the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, let's do it for a Wednesday. It's hump day, middle of the weekday, over the hill day. We're closer to Friday than we were on Monday, and that is always a good thing. And uh, the reason I do not broadcast from the Capitol on Friday is because none of the politicians will be here until we get closer to the end of the session, and then they'll be here. They like to have time with their family and, and take care of their businesses, just like every other Arkansan likes to do. So I'm here Monday through Thursday. Uh, joining us here in the first hour, you'll remember Monday we talked to Missy Irvin and we were talking about Republican women uh, behind some different bills here in, in the uh, the session. They sound really good. We're going to talk further and probably more in depth with uh, some other people about that. Mary Bentley's here. Good hey, to see her again. Great to be back. Thank as you. well as Robin Lundstrom is here. I hadn't seen you yet. I know. It's good to you be know? back. And it was great because she went right into her comedy routine for me. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Excellent. Pull that microphone up so we can hear you All good, right. Mary. There we go. All right, All right. So let's talk about big. Big. Dream big. Yeah. So we launched Dream Big uh, last week with a great press conference, all of us Republican women getting together because we want to know, want the folks in Arkansas to know that we're working together as a team to make some things happen, that we care about our state. And we are sick and tired of our state being 48th on the things we should be the top on. So mm-hmm. we brought out with some big initiatives. We're uh, talking about education, economic development, we're talking about child care, and we're talking about uh, literacy, talking about juvenile justice. So just some big areas that we want to make some changes on as women, working together as a team to make some things happen here. The capital. As far as juvenile de, uh, justice, did what the the, uh, the president do earlier this year have any impact on juvenile justice, or was is that just? Justice in general. It was justice in general. Our uh, Senator Irwin's got that bill going forward with Representative Charlene Fight, and they're really just fine-tuning our state to make sure our kids can get some things closer to home as possible. If there's a church group out there that's doing a good job, if there's some mentoring going on there closer to home, or some kids that are doing some misdemeanors, can we hook them up with some folks locally to get some things done instead of have, shipping them off to get to a detention center where things just... Uh, Kind of, sometimes just go downhill from there. Mm-hmm. So really, they're revamping the whole system, and those two need to come on and get more in-depth with it. But um, I'm excited they're willing to step up to the challenge, and they've been working on that for well over a year right. to get that bit where it's at. This involved juvenile judges that wanted to see more fine-tuning on the front end as opposed to waiting until kids really got in a whole lot of trouble on the back end, trying to be more proactive on the front end. Okay, so... By proactive, you mean doing what? Instead of sending a kid off to some type of detention center, detention yeah. center. Yeah. maybe working somewhere with a local church agency maybe they're cleaning highways maybe they're doing something that's if it's a broken window type of thing we're more proactive maybe they go work for the church maybe they go clean a highway maybe they're sweeping a parking lot but something closer to home that's quicker action okay that, may, that makes sense as yeah. opposed, do it that way as opposed to the drawn out way of, of doing the, the yes the, the model of prison which is pretty Dumb. Well, yeah. well just but then they go learn in. all kinds of bad That's behaviors, right. yeah, and sure. we're keeping them closer right. to home, right. And, right. and maybe they learn a little bit better, right. more of a disciplinary. Well, right. it- Proactive, yeah. Right. right. No, that's, I think that's a, a much much better option if you've done a lot of if you 
come, done some property damage or something of that mm-hmm. nature. Right. The appropriate yeah. response is to fix yeah. the damage. Exactly. It's to get out the whole team together, locally working together with that right. judge. What, what options are available to them just to help them out? To give so we can go this way or that way. You know, uh, just work. And, and juvenile together judges have a lot of experience that hasn't yeah. been tapped, mm-hmm. and so they're being tapped. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Cool. So that makes that's sense. it. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So cool. we get uh, three more of the bills that came out of committee today. Senator English, as we all know, is a, a champion for career development, a champion for education across right. the state. And right. Her experience is just amazing. I just, I just think the world of Jane English and all that she's done. So she has. We've, we've gone through, every one of these bills. We have vetted them for months just to make sure all of the the people that know what they're talking about when it comes to literacy. And uh, I know Senator uh, Congressman Bruce Westman's wife Sharon Westman was mm-hmm. key in on this, and some other folks to make sure we're doing. We all know we need to improve the reading in Arkansas. It's a you know a no brainer. We've got you can't read, you can't do anything. So we want to get our kids reading early, recognize. So we're using uh, what we're talking about is uh, making sure our teachers come in there, knowing the science of, of reading as well. Yes. So everybody's on the same page. So all of our, our students are being taught it in, in college and on uh, higher ed there. So we're going into the schools, knowing what they're talking about in K through three, and we're doing professional development where they can go online and watch if they need to. Just get our folks engaged and all on the same page and working. And another thing, our schools are getting sold this curriculum, believe it or not, from these folks trying to say this is, has the science of reading it, and it doesn't. So it's, they just throw a sticker on there, and so they're being sold a bag of goods that's not good. So we're making sure that the Department of Education comes through studies, vets that curriculum accurately, make sure, yes, this does have the science of reading. This follows what we're wanting to do. And, yes, if you purchase this, you will be doing what we're asking you to do. So we're giving, they'll have a whole list of curriculum that really follows through what we want it to follow through. And it says every school in two years is going to have a literacy plan. What's your plan to improve the reading in your school in two years? What, so, I, what I like about this is not dictating to the local school district, you have to buy X. Yeah. We're giving them a list of here are suitable options. These are great options that actually do teach the science of reading. You pick what works for your district instead of having somebody, like she said, slap a sticker on it and tell you this, this works. But you pick what works for you out of this list. Maybe this is is part of it. But is there any way for us as taxpayers to be able to actually see all the curriculum that the schools are teaching? have access to it? I think most of it's sure. available, yeah. If you go to your local school board, you should be able well, to find well, out exactly what's well, being taught to your kids. Access to, to all the books and all the, I mean, it came, sure. that would be, because I, I think I should have a right to that. Yeah, and I think, you know, the best thing anybody can do is be elected to a school board and work hard for the local school. There's nothing to me more important. And be careful what you ask, position. because as a former teacher, if somebody came up and said, could you see me the curriculum, and could I see the books, I'd be so excited. <laughs> I'd well, be that, going, somebody cares. Yes. And that's the problem, is it not, Robin, that parents don't get involved sure, like they used exactly. to. Right. My parents yeah. used to go to school board meetings. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, being engaged and being involved. There you go. Be careful what you ask for because that that might get you inundated with a whole lot of stuff. So So what I liked about this whole group, this working group, is we didn't just said, hey, you need to go fix this, you know, dictating something. We we went back and spent time and said, why is there a problem to child care, for example? Mary is not going to brag about her bill, but I will. And the whole question was why are we having a process or why are we having a problem getting access to good child care some counties don't even have a good child care facility or good child care homes is it illegal for people to actually open up no actually they just don't know how it's so much regulation and so much burden so it's essentially illegal for them to open business it is well it's not illegal it's just there's so much burden you don't even know how it's the red red tape tape. exactly you're exactly right 
And so what we're doing is actually going to great child care providers. For example, there's some in my district that are amazing. Um, one lady started in her home. Her name is Debbie Stringfellow. And it started in her home. And it's wonderful. She's front porch reading, playground. She has great toys. It's just neat what she's done. She has a waiting list to get into her yeah. child care home. And so Mary has actually spent time talking to the ones that have done it really well. What can we do to reduce regulation? What have you done to teach reading? How have you done this? How can we teach other people? And how can we make it a cookbook online to start your own small business? Right. So, can- so, so why do we even need government to, to deal with this? Because, you know, parents are not just stupid where they just let their no. kids go... They're not. Maybe some of them are, but but a lot of parents actually kind of like their kids. Well, some of it's funding, you know. If you get some, there's some federal funding out there in order to get that federal funding, you've got to follow these guidelines. So we've got, what we did is we set up a, yeah, we set up a one-stop shop on the DHS website, just like we did with small business on Secretary of State. So you get your one, so you can see what are the regulations, what do I to follow, who's here to help me, because we've got some great folks there, but if you don't know who to call, where are you going to start? So we're just setting up a real simple step-by-step plan. This is who you call, this is what you need to do. And so we've got some young entrepreneurs out there open up some great child care for our kids. It's really needed across and my what district can and everywhere. the government do to get out of the way yeah. and, and not have government get involved? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what can we do to get out of the way so that there, if young entrepreneurs, maybe there's a mom or a dad out there that want to start their own small business, how can we help them do that instead of always government be the solution? Maybe government can help pull back be that the curtain yeah. and say, you do it. Yeah. Right. I mean, so, yeah. so many cases, entrepreneurs, you, know, you be the solution. So, why is it? Why would it be? Why should it be illegal for a housewife to just see? You know what? I, I've got two or three kids that I'm raising at home. Why can't I add two, two or three, three more? more? Oh, exactly. It's perfectly legal. So, okay. and now, based yeah. on this, she can go on the website and say, I can do this, and here's access to all this, and I can do it myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. Maybe after her kids are grown, maybe she wants to add right. more kids right. and take that knowledge that she's learned. Mm-hmm. And maybe she can find out that she now can access ABC funds and expand all that knowledge. And she has access to other entrepreneurs mm-hmm. that are doing this. And it, it's amazing what's out there. And we want to pull back that curtain. And just, yeah, if we can get the yeah. government out of the way, maybe people can do this. Yes. Yeah, and we're and we've do asked yeah. for a list from these entrepreneurs of what regulations can we get rid of. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to talk more. We're going to take a break. Senator Missy Irvin has walked up. Paul, I'm throwing you out of your chair. We're going to put the senator over in the chair here to my left, and we'll be back in just a moment here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Hey, let me remind you, PI Roofing Home Solutions has bought Tommy's Gutter Cleaning Services. So if you've been a customer of Tommy's Gutter Cleaning Services, uh, you can be assured that PI Roofing and their team is going to continue doing the great high-quality gutter cleaning that they have done in the past. And with uh, the recent purchase, PI Roofing now and uh, Home Solutions uh, will take the folks at Tommy's and give them great, high-quality uh, gutter cleaning services. Plus, the team at PI Roofing also offers comprehensive roofing and home repair expertise. You can learn more by just going to the website, piroofing.com. All right, back with you at the uh, the Capitol. I think we're back on, on Facebook. We're having... We found out what our problem was, and that is the, the speed of the uh, download that we're getting here versus our upload is not good. Oh, so I think it's a, that's a straight lead into some broadband, but Senator. Yeah, well, we can Davis, talk about I it. I, I, need to, I, need to, I need to be uh, bringing uh, Stephen Meeks back on here and, and talking yes. to him serious about this too. But uh, Brian Davis is with us as well. 
Let me let me let me think here. Russellville is that yes. right? There, okay. That's right. She's my senator from. I try. I try to sit down and and sit down and and remember all of this stuff. <laughs> I do fairly well, but not real well. But welcome, first time on. We yes. appreciate you coming. Thanks for having me. Okay, now let's finish up talking a little bit about what we were talking about about child care because, you know, when I was growing up. That was a long time ago. You know, you had square wheels and all of that kind of stuff on your cars. The bottom line was you didn't need child care. Right. Mm -hmm. Because moms were all staying at home, basically. That's not the case anymore. So moms are out in the workforce. Single moms are out in the workforce. Single dads are out in the workforce. Exactly. And they need quality health care. Not health care, but quality, uh, you know, child care. Right. But the government got in the way started with LBJ and got worse and worse until Reagan came along and he tried to do a few things and we've had other presidents try to do a few things. I don't think the answer is the government doing everything. I think it's just what you said, Robin. It's That's the right. government getting getting out of the way. Get out of the way and let these entrepreneurs take over. And that's the whole idea of Mary's Bill is to pull back the, the screen on government, give a basically a checklist of here's what you can do to start your own daycare and let's remove regulations and let's make it something positive. I was a stay-at-home mom and I also worked on my doctorate and taught part-time. But I had my mom and I had a lady that I could put with my child and that we just cobbled it together and we made it work. And then I had a, a friend of mine who had a daycare. And when all of that didn't work, I could I could take Gracie to that daycare. But not everybody has those, those options. So we want to have good, wonderful child care available for people. And this is a chance for entrepreneurs to step in. So yeah. because of what Mary's doing, and she's already meeting we're all, with... It's a team effort. I just yes. want to say again, we're, we're all effort. working together, and everybody this from beginning to end. That's what I love about it. It's the energy of all of us women working together, because we're all moms. We're all Imagine moms. that. We're grandmas, and so we understand where it's at. And I remember 30 years ago, there was more options 30 years ago when I was working at Children's uh, in Perry County than there is now. And what, what in the world has happened? So I'm so excited about the women that are stepping up and that are being so... Today we had a great meeting, our first meeting with some child care folks. This is what we need to do, and so we're going to... This is just the beginning of us really working with them. What can we do to make the changes to make Arkansas great and, and help working moms? Because it's important. When I go to work, I want to know my kids are safe. They're having a great day and they're learning. And when I pick them up, they're not standing there crying because they've had a horrible day and, and you know things are miserable for them. That's not what we need. All right. So, so if somebody was is wanting to get into this business, all right, yeah, who do they go to see this list? Well, it's on the, on the DHS website. There's a, uh, no, the, we're just working on it today. So I just saw the first draft of what we're going to, and I'll post it later. It's a great, you know, just a spot on there to say, do you want to start a, a child care facility? And so just a one, two, three, four step that they're working on. So uh, just hit the Arkansas. I'm, I'll find it, and I'll post it on you. I'll send it to you, Dave. Okay. And, okay, so folks can look at it. So, yeah. yeah. And, and then uh, I'll make sure it gets on my yeah. on my Facebook. And like, it's and a work in progress. We've got to get the bill passed to the governor's desk before we can do anything for sure. But we're, we're well on our way. And I'm, I'm really excited about what uh, Senator Breanne do, Davis is doing with broadband. So I hope we can visit with her a little bit about that. Okay. Well, I want to say one thing to the daycare, too. I mean, what we know is that women make up 53% of the workforce in Arkansas. So it's important to have access to quality daycare. And, and another thing that we've learned along the way is, you know, Northwest Arkansas, for example, women are underemployed in Northwest Arkansas. So, uh, you know, hopefully just tying this initiative to workforce and trying to get people who want to work to be able to work and feel good about dropping their kids off at daycare for the day, for the week, um, is really important. It's important to the workforce and the economy in the state. 
No, there's no doubt about that. And I'm glad to see that you ladies are doing it just because as as a guy and this is not being ugly or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know squat about even where to start with all of that. Sure. I'm I'm going to admit I'm pretty stupid when it comes to that. So, uh, you know, I think uh, if you guys have got the ideas, bring them. Well, that's yeah. what's neat about this Republican Women's Working Group. We get it. We're all ages. We're at all different seasons in life, and we're all pulling together as a team. And we've been out there, and we've been listening, and, and we want to put these initiatives forward. And we've got a lot of backing from people back home, from men and women, saying, go, go, go. Just keep up. We're behind you. Push forward. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I hate hearing that it's as if Democratic women are the only ones that have a brain or something, mm-hmm. you know, which I think it's just the opposite way around. Well, oh, yeah, listen to Cortez. That'll tell you that I'm right. Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> on, on to broadband. We're on a good thought today. <laughs> well, we're broad thinking broad good band. today. <laughs> I like that, on the broadband. Let's talk about broadband. I've had Stephen Meeks on. He's been working for several years on this. What's the biggest holdups on this? Cost? Yeah. Um, I don't know what the biggest holdup is, um, but what what we do know is that Arkansas is one of five states that has the most restrictive language um, and laws in place with uh, in regards to uh, public-private partnerships and municipalities and counties being able to get broadband to hard-to-reach places. Mm-hmm. So, you know, our, our, our goal in this is to make sure those places do get served. I mean, we know right now that the federal government has tons of grant money, hundreds of millions of dollars that they're doling out across the nation to um, help people get access to broadband. You know, we know that in 2019, broadband is just like a utility. It's like electricity, water, and um, it's something that we're real dependent on. And so, you know, our big you know, focus is just that you shouldn't have to choose between t- small town living and having a job that requires you to send emails. I mean, that's just silly in the year that we're in. And so we right now have um, 25%, around 25% of our state population that does not have access to broadband at all. Right. We have around 40% that doesn't have broadband um as defined, high-speed broadband, as defined by the FCC. And that's just unacceptable that almost half of our state population um, doesn't have broadband at all or has very slow broadband. They, you know, can't get their work done. Well, Brianne and I went to breakfast at Farm Bureau Breakfast in Russellville the other day and, and talking to my constituents from Yale County that were there. And they said, we are so excited about this. Our kids just left the family farm, moved away, because there's not adequate broadband. I mean, it's slow. So she's got, she's got a job. She could stay at home, raise her kids right there. But no, she's got, got to move and leave because the broadband is too slow out there. And it's just it's, it's time. We've spent, we have subsidized by hundreds of millions of dollars for things to be done. And I, I'm getting emails every week from my constituents, my uh, chicken farmers out there and stuff. For heaven's sakes, can we not get broadband? It's time. We well, broadband out there is it's going to be done they need they broadband. have to have it you can't you can't operate in the state i can't operate my business i can tell you at bentley places i have to have good I, i'm shut down if the broadband's down i'm down there's just no way around and that's where we're at in this day and age there's economic development it's uh, safety issues for way out there with folks that are in lake nimrod or wherever on the lake and we want to be able to reach internet so we can get some help for somebody if there's right. an injury there's so many things that affects and it's just we're, we're ready to tackle the challenges some big you know there's some big lobbyists we, again this is government getting the way we're, the, we're in Arkansas. We're 48th in the nation. We want to be better, for heaven's sakes, and let's just make it happen. So us girls are ready. We're ready for it.
We are all ready to work together and for a fight and get broadband for our constituents out there. That's where we're at. You know me. I'm ready for a fight. I know. It's no problem. I'm, I'm all about fighting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's whatever we need to do to make fight. it happen. And we can all get to the table. And that's what I love about this group. We're, we're working. We're talking. What do we need to do? What we need to make it happen? We're listening. We're listening. What do we need to do to make it happen? So yeah. that's, that's where it's going to take. Well, Grand, you get, you're with two of the best who like yes. to fight. Yes. And that's what I'll say about Robin. I'll say it also about Mary. They, I've been doing this... Uh, this, you know, this is my 13th uh, general session that wow. I've covered. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember when I used to come here, Mary, and there was one Republican in the Senate. Sure. And three in the House. Right. That was all that was yeah. there. Yeah, isn't now it crazy to look at the numbers we've got now? now? Yeah, it's yeah. wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's wild. really, and, and the one that was in the Senate, you know, just got himself in a whole bunch of trouble. A bunch of trouble. <laughs> you know, so anyway, yeah, that's, that's. We're human beings, that's for sure. Yes, yes we, we are. are. <laughs> we have feet of clay. Let's uh, take a break. And when we come back, uh, we'll pick this discussion up more as uh, Robin Lundstrom is here, Mary Bentley's here, Brian Davis is here. Uh, they are all uh, elected officials. How many more women this year do we have than we had previously? Do you guys know? I think it's tied from 2009. Yeah. Yeah. Thirty-two. We came up a little from last year, but yeah, we've got 21 Republican women in the House and Senate, uh, and we're we are working together as a team to get some things done. And maybe some men will listen more now that on the federal level, there's more women in yeah. the federal level mm-hmm. than there's sure. been in the past. We're ready All to right. work together. That's okay. good. That's what I want to hear. Okay, <laughs> we'll have more for you here in just a moment. Don't forget, after we come back, we'll have another 25 minutes to talk about this. A lot of great ideas coming out of this uh, consortium uh, that we're talking with today. All right, back with you. Um, Robin Lundstrom is here. Mary Bentley's here. Brianne Davis is here. Uh, Missy came by, but she's had things that she had to do over on the Senate side, so she's back over there. And uh, I think it was a was Miss Barker, Sonia Barker. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's with you all. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah and she's rough. see James set education. it up. I got it's full yeah. full disclosure for me. <laughs> you know, James yeah. says, "Can you get them on?" And says, "Dave, please." One of them's my mom. Yeah. <laughs> smart, <laughs> smart. We know how to do it. Don't yeah. we? we know how to work it. And I said, right. "That's fine. I'll help you out, James. No problem uh. with that." <laughs> Uh, don't forget tomorrow, J.R. Davis in the first hour. We repeat, repeat that in the last hour. Uh, there's, the governor is having a press conference right now about uh, his tax plan. Uh, we'll talk about that tomorrow. We'll talk about the transformation that's going on and some of the problems that's uh, going on as far as that's concerned. When you can have a, a masseuse hold up a whole process, you know it's gotten too complicated. Yeah, it disrupts uh, you the wrong way. It? it does. I'm sorry, you. I couldn't resist. That's a great, great joke. That's a good joke. Sorry. I set you up on that. You did. You I did, did beautifully. Did a good job. All right. Well, let's go back on this. All these big initiatives that the Republican women want to do, and you guys, are, as a block. Yes. Are, are taking it on. And, and it's this good. This yeah. is really we're good. Dream, we're dreaming big. Bold initiatives well, for the that's good of our good. Dream big. We've we talked yeah. a little bit about it. I want to go back and talk about broadband a little bit more uh, because I think I, I understand all of these other things. And I know that they're all important. But broadband to me is the most important thing that needs to get done in the state of Arkansas if we want to see the types of businesses mm-hmm. uh, that you know, a single mom could do at home, or sure. a single dad can do at home, or a, or a thirty-year-old uh, guy that wants to go deer hunting in the morning and work on his t- computer at the house the rest of the day and make a great living. You know, it's it's the opportunities are huge, and we're just missing out for a lot of our state in this time to end that. Sure, in sure. our schools, yeah, I mean, it's just yeah. Yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. Every, the high schools need 
broadband. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's not a, you know, it's a, a nice thing to have. It yeah, is a necessary that. thing yeah. to mm-hmm. have now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With that said, back to you, Brian. Yes, Where, no. What are you saying to get people to understand this? It's an educational process for a lot of people because they don't even know what broadband. They look at you, you get broadband what? Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, and that's one of the things that we talked about when, you know, moving towards working on this initiative is um, right now 99% of our school districts have access to broadband. You okay, know, that's the, good. Yes, the state um, has been working on that for several years, and that's huge. And we're also, so we're leading the nation in that. So that's a win. That is a okay, win. that's a win. Yes, and um, and also we're leading the nation in our computer coding initiative that the gov- governor implemented four years. And so we're doing some really great things, but... We still, you know, have people that come home, kids that come home, and they can't do their homework because they don't have broadband. And so, got it at school, don't mm-hmm. have it at home. Mm-hmm. Problem. So, yeah, I yeah, mean, and you talk problem. about taking online classes. You know, a lot of high school students are taking concurrent classes so that they have college credit, and, and some of that's online, and they can't come home and do that because they don't have broadband. And mm-hmm. um, and that, you know, relates to the amount of debt that they have when they graduate college. I mean, the list goes on. You know, like I think we've probably talked about that it's not only just an education issue. It's a safety issue. I think of Newton County, who I represent. Um, 67% of Newton County is owned by the federal government. And uh, you can't hardly get cell phone service in Newton County. And so I think it's a it's a safety issue there. And and they have a ton of tourism in Newton County with the Buffalo River. But if you've got, you know, a business, you've got canoes, sure. um, cabins to stay in, but you don't have access to broadband. I mean, they have, um, I think... I think something like 1.8 million people come in and float the buffalo every year. I mean, that's a huge industry um, of tourism for Newton County. Um, so I think it's just, you know, it's important. It's important to us, but not only us, to several of our colleagues. Um, and a lot of people, like you mentioned, Representative Stephen Meeks. And I can think of Representative Lance Eves. I can think of Senator Jason Rapert. I mean, there's a huge list of legislators who are passionate about this issue, who have been working on it, studying it for a very long time. And I love that we were able to band together um, as 21 Republican women and take it on so that we can get something done this session with the help of all our colleagues. You know, one of the biggest problems talking to Stephen is how do you deliver it? Because the topography of Arkansas is not conducive to broadband at times. And if you got to drill through granite to get, you know, fiber optic cables from one place to another it can become very very expensive they're looking at new technologies i mean that's where you all come in you guys can go out there and i'm sure steven would be more than happy to have you on his side you know getting all that information you know it's like i said it's a team effort we're all we're happy to have steven and everybody come along we just want to be uh to break through the gates you know to be a Mm -hmm. a fresh wind to move things forward let's you know we're behind you steven we're with you let's get it done let's let's make it happen and so we're just it's going to take all this working together without a doubt Mm -hmm. and so we appreciate all that he's doing and moving forward and you know you can put some cable even on uh, electric poles so maybe can we get uh, our electric co-ops to help out so you know it's it's crazy that we're so restrictive. And, again, the government's gotten in the way. So let's get government out of the way, and let's make it happen. What can we do to make it work Okay, so, Mary, you our, said our that on our phone bills, our cell phone bills, yeah. they collect money, but yeah. somehow that money never gets translated over to broadband. Is that right? Well, for some, some folks, some of our Kansas have benefited, but too many of my constituents have not benefited from that. We still don't have cell phone service, and we still don't have broadband out there, and that's exactly what the, high, uh, the Arkansas... Tell us the fund there, Brian. Uh, the the high, high cost, cost fund. High cost fund that we're all paying for. If you look on your bill, with there's a lot of fees and taxes there just to make sure that we have you know broadband out there. Yeah, <laughs> understatement yes. of there. Yeah, we got well, a bunch of fees. I was looking at, I was laughing. I was looking at that 
good gracious, <laughs> all of my bills have so many pieces. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes. And, you know, what we know is over the past three years, I believe from July 20, um, 2015 through November of 2018, that there are some companies in Arkansas that have received $223 million in federal grant money alone. That does not include money from the High Cost Fund and other places. And okay. that is specifically to bring broadband to rural Arkansas. Uh, and so that's the point. The federal government is um, aiding in this because they know it's costly. They know it's hard to get to some of these hard-to-reach hard places. And we've sp- I've spoken with USDA, and I know that in 2019, I was told by USDA that in 2019, there will be $1 billion, with a B, dollars, spread out, distributed across the nation for rural broadband. And so there's money there. And there's how money much available. money of that is going to Arkansas? Well, it, they're, they're waiting for qualified people to apply for it. And how come we're not applying for it? Because we have prohibitions on there from an act yeah, that was passed we, a couple years ago, and we're going to fix it because so we can. Yes, yes. 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 And that's what this bill will do is allow mm-hmm. us to do this. Okay, mm-hmm. so yep. an act that was passed a couple of years ago. Actually, before we got into office. Was it two, what, 2011. 2011. Before any of us were in office, this was passed. It's time to fix it so that we can get, you know, allow our rural counties to be able to cooperate with some other small small companies out there and bring broadband to their constituents. I'm going to repeat what she just said, though. That how much money in 2019 there will be there is one billion with a B dollars um, from the federal government within USDA. Well, that's to bring our tax money too. Yes, yeah, sure. Our tax right. money. That's something and everybody needs to understand. Right, we're Arkansas. leaving money on the table if we don't get this fixed, and we're, we've had enough mm-hmm. of leaving stuff on the table. Yep. we need to fix it. So, okay. yep. And yeah. zero of it's coming to Arkansas, and it's our tax dollars because we're blocking ourselves from being competitive. And so in, under God's blue sky, who came up with the idea of delaying that we need a broadband by passing something that they probably thought was a good thing, but we all know about the road of good intentions. And, you know, it's all... Good intentions are there, but they screwed up yes. something along the way. Well, you know, there's a, there's a lot of history there that I think brought that legislation about in 2011. Um, and I won't speak to all of it because I'm sure I'll say something incorrect. Um, but, you know, it had to do with, you know, we have a network um, for higher ed, for all higher ed institutions um, to have um, broadband. Yes. And so there was some stuff going on um, at that time uh, with the Aron network. And so I don't want to, I don't really want to speak to it specifically because, like I said, I'll say something wrong. So, in but other words, some there's people were protecting their turf. Okay. I mean, that's basically what Yeah, it there's came some down. history. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. Probably, I can say it. You didn't say it. Past, I said yes, it. Yes, yes. Yeah, we're ready. We're ready, we're ready for it. Yeah, we're ready to um, move forward. So, what does yeah, it take, Robin, to, to get rid of that? Us passing a broadband bill to just open it up and make it competitive for everybody, current and future. Everybody is maybe it's just an all skate. Okay, all right. So uh, you, you guys are ready to fight. I know you're oh, ready yeah. to go. Well, is, it's, is it's an important is issue. As you said, you know, it's a really important. Is issue. it already written up the, the piece of legislation it's just, that you it's guys want to do? Just yes, it tweet. is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I filed it earlier or filed it last week, and we're just making Very some good. little edits. Yeah. So you're the sponsor. Yes. yes. So I could get you back on and we can talk specifically about it? Yes, and, and Dion bought in the house. Okay, so when both of you come in, I'll bring in Steven as well and we'll yeah. get the whole story that way. Well, that'd be right. great. It'd be great yeah. to be awesome. able to do that. Thanks, All right, Dave. what else do we got? Did you we guys covered want to everything. Talk about? Uh, cancer. Oh, cancer. Cancer, the big, yeah, yeah the right. big one. The yeah, big one. go ahead, get past there. Go ahead, Robin. So. Well, the whole goal of that one is to make Arkansas competitive and make our National Cancer Institute certification for UAMS. And that flew through the Senate, I believe. Yep. And now it's on to the House. 
and hopefully we can start to qualify for that certification and then we can start having research projects. We'll have to fund it, so that'll be another issue. That's a completely separate bill, so that fight is yet to come. I don't think that will be a huge fight, but we will need to come up with funding. Mm-hmm. Um, but first of all, we've got to qualify and we've got to set up that mechanism. How will that happen? And that bill does that. Then the good thing is that means jobs, research. What I would love to see in the future, maybe it's 10 years down the road, but I would love to see the UAMN's Cancer Institute say, we're out of business because we've discovered the cure for cancer. That'd be great. Sorry, done. We've got to go work on something else. But in order to get that done, we've got to continue doing research. What I think will be awesome is when people go to get treated for cancer instead of going to Minneapolis or Houston or wherever else they can come to Northwest, or not Northwest Arkansas, oh, I wish. But they'll have to come to Little Rock, which is wonderful, and get treated here in their own state and have cutting-edge treatment done here in Arkansas at UAMS. And I think that would be phenomenal. All right. I had to turn your mic up so people can Sorry. That's all right. Zach is always speaking in my ear. God bless Zach. You know, it'll help our our Kansans. We have to travel so far. It's such an expense for them to have to go to Houston or wherever. Let's get them right here. Let's get some, and it's a really economic development to bring some good research here. I'm excited Mm -hmm. about moving it forward. It's important. All of us have family members that we've lost to cancer, and and we really think it's a passion. I think of our our Senator Greg Standridge. I can't help but not think about Greg. I thought proud he would be of us moving forward with this. So, Mm -hmm. um, and in in his honor, we're going to push that through and get the funding that we need to make it happen. That's very good. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we have uh, child care. We've talked about that. Uh-huh. We've mm-hmm. talked about now this cancer initiative. We talked uh-huh. about broadband. Yeah. And reading. Uh, justice. And, 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 and reading. reading. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's it. Those are our five big initiatives for the good of Arkansas. Dream okay, big. And you got five bills that you need to get passed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well on their way. And I'm real thankful we've gotten support from the guys. This isn't just about sure. the women. The women just kind of taken taken the initiative to push forward. But we've gotten support, and I appreciate the support from both the House and the Senate and the guys. And, and, and I appreciate how our colleagues have come beside us and said, yes, we're going to be voting for that, and we're supporting you. So it's it's taken on a life of its own. See, I'm real, I'm real excited about this because I like it that the women have gotten together and said, we're going to take some of this on. And then you can follow us where you don't have to follow us. Mm-hmm. Sure. We're going to get it done. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's time. That. It's time. It's time. Mm-hmm. We're tired of Arkansas being 48th and, and too many things. Like That's that. good. So we've, we've had enough. So let's get it done and let's move forward wherever it needs to take. And it's a team effort. Again, we're all working together. Uh, we have been staying up till midnight texting, starting again at 6 in the morning. I've just, I've loved it. You know, it's just some real excitement and moving forward. And I'm really excited about mm-hmm. what these ladies can do together. Well, I so, want to make I'm sure that Robin doesn't have to run in her backyard in her pajamas to get herself. <laughs> hey, if you don't. You don't have to tell everything you hear <laughs> off the mic. <laughs> oh, thanks, Dave, for letting us come on today. I'm, we really appreciate I'm, it. I'm You're, so happy you know. that you all came by. Well, and you come by more often. We'll Let us know what's yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah. Seriously. We'll all right. Well, all right. and I'd like to say if people want to keep up with what we're doing, how things are going in committee meetings with That's our right. bills, they can follow us on Twitter. We've got an official Twitter page. Oh, good. Yeah. And we're also on Facebook. Yeah. So okay, good. Keep and up. what's the addresses for people to use? I'll tell you in one she's second. Got, she's <laughs> looking it up right now. This is all happening in real time. It's good. It's good that we're going to do this. And then before we'll take a break here in just a second, Zach, but when we take the break, then I'm going to ask you guys to vote for a piece of legislation that I know is out there that I really want you to get behind. I won't tell you on the air. It's it's important. It really is because it's something that I fought against when I was in college, and now I'm fighting it again that I'm 66 years old. It amazes me that I had to fight this war all over again. 
It's a Republican Women's Legislative Conference. Caucus, well, that's what I'm trying RWLC, to. I think it's Republican Women Legislators Caucus. Um, yeah, I'll tell you what. We're going to go ahead and go for break. We're yes. going to let the ladies go. Bef- they'll get it to me, and yeah. I'll get it out to everybody. Perfect. Dave, right, thanks. So keep All right, Dave. All right. Dream big, Arkansas. Dave All right. Bye-bye. Dave Ellswick Show. We'll be back in just a moment. You know, you can learn the little-known strategies that could help you save tens of thousands of dollars in taxes with a free tax reduction analysis it's from David Lucas of David Lucas Financial, who's the host of the uh, David Lucas Show right here on 101.1 FM, The Answer. David's a published author, and he's right here in Little Rock. Uh, this free analysis will reveal the little-known strategies and loopholes that could help you save thousands of dollars in taxes uh, with your IRA, your 401K, your Social Security benefits, and more. So to get your free analysis, be one of the first 10 callers now at 501-653-6690. This is your opportunity to save tens of thousands of dollars in taxes in retirement. Call 501-653-6690. That's 501-653-6690. Okay, for Twitter, the handle for... uh, the Republican Women's uh, Legislative Caucus is at R-W-L-C-A-R. Let me give that to you again. Twitter at R-W-L-C-A-R is uh, what you'll uh, need when you go to Twitter. And if you tap that in, you'll get on their Twitter account. Highly recommend if you want to keep up with this broadband issue and the uh, the fight on uh, broadband, and you want to be involved with the uh, uh, some of the other things that are going on with the uh, women's caucus, Republican caucus. It's a good thing to be, uh, you know, knowing what's going on. Uh, I'm really excited about it. It's all. It's really irritated me. I hope it has you as well. Uh, you who are conservatives. They have acted like uh, the conservative women, uh, the Republican women, have not been wanting to offer anything, anything of value to the discussion because it's uh, conservative uh, ideas uh, from these women. And, of course, uh, the only thing that works is progressive women's ideas, and that is absolutely false. In fact, I would just about flip that one, uh, 180. If you want to get a wrong idea, listen to a Democratic woman. If you want a good, uh, a good idea, get it from a Republican. Also, let me remind you about Applied Research of Arkansas. They're going to be on my show tomorrow, 4 o'clock, uh, and they do all of these clinical studies, and they're going to talk about that in uh, specifics tomorrow during the Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, they did want me to tell you right now they have one dealing with warts. People don't like you get warts on their hands, sometimes on on their faces and things of that nature. And we know now that it's a viral infection that causes warts, and they're doing a lot of different studies to get those warts taken care of. And right now, uh, Applied Research of Arkansas has studies, new clinical studies, that can wipe the warts completely away uh, from your life. Uh, participants have received free study-related material and care 
Uh, they get the medication. You'll get compensation for time and travel. And to be considered, all you have to do is go to online, arcarkansas.com, arcarkansas.com, or give them a call, 501 954 7822. Uh, 501-954-7822. So my thanks to the uh, Republican Women's uh, Legislative Caucus for coming by and visiting with us. I know they had to get back and get into the House and take care of the people's business, but it was a pleasure for them to come on and take uh, take part of the show today. Now, there's a big meeting today in the uh, Rotunda dealing with some pro-life issues Rose Mims will be joining us with some other folks here in the next uh, half hour. And then uh, Congressman French Hill will be with us from 335 until 4 o'clock. So a lot still to come your way just here in the next hour on the Dave Ellswick Show. So stick around with us, and uh, we'll get to that in uh, just a moment. Uh, rest of this uh, today, I'm just going to think for a moment. I knew we were really busy. We've got Duck coming uh, in the 4 o'clock hour to talk about cars. Joe won't be here today. He's under the weather because he has uh, the flu. Now, as you know, that uh, uh, his wife had had the flu on the last part of their uh, vacation that they were on just a couple weeks ago. Well, he picked it up as well, so uh, we hope that uh, he's getting better. And in the, uh, the, the 5 o'clock hour, uh, Dorcas will be here from the Dorcas house and uh, they got a new thrift shop that's opening that will help finance uh, the Dorcas House, and we'll learn all about that in the 5 o'clock hour of the Dave Ellswick Show. Tomorrow, don't forget, first hour, J.R. Davis, governor's spokesman, will be here. Uh, we'll be catching up on what the governor's tax plan and how that's moving through uh, the House and the Senate and uh, get all that information tomorrow. But right now, we got to get uh, back to the station uh, and let them get ready for the news here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget, we're live right now on Facebook, facebook.com uh, slash Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back in a moment. Hi, today, for all of you who are listening at 101.1 FM, The Answer, and all of you watching the Dave Ellswick Show on Facebook, uh, welcome. I hope you enjoyed the Republican women that were here earlier and all the big initiatives they were talking about that they are working uh, hard on. we got another initiative that's being worked on. As, as you know, I'm a big pro-life guy. Uh, I, don't, I don't even go with, you know, ending a baby's life when rape is involved for the simple reason that it's not the baby's fault, all right? That's not the baby's fault. And then there's things that you can do that uh, you can take care of that child. And if you don't want to raise a child, somebody else can take care of that for you. So uh, that's a non-starter with me. So just let you know today. Rose, how are you? I'm good, Dave. Thank you. you got a big rose on your lapel today. That's very pretty. It's <laughs> my I name like tag. That. Yeah, yeah. well, that's good. That's the way you should have it. And uh, you have a guest here from Indiana. And I know her name is Monica. And uh, you knew you'd get her on when you said that, you know, they were Hoosier. <laughs> and, uh, and no, don't ask me how they came up with the name Hoosier. There's all kinds of stories behind that. Who's there? You know, all of that. <laughs> so you tell me, uh, Rose, what's Monica do? You, you let us know. 
Okay, well, Monica is here helping us to amend the safe haven law of 2001 in Arkansas to allow uh, fire departments, man fire departments as a surrender location. Right now our law says that a woman can surrender an infant uh, 30 days or younger to a hospital or a law enforcement agency. And we want to add fire departments uh, to that. And then um, we want also to allow the installation of safe haven baby boxes, which Monica is going to tell you all about because she is the founder of safe haven baby boxes and uh, has had great success in infants being surrendered into a baby box. It just gives the mom another level of anonymity, you know, where she can put her baby and know that that baby's going to be taken care of right away. Okay. So we were in uh, Senate Public Health this morning. We passed out a committee. We have to make a slight amendment to our bill to uh, ensure that the safety of the devices is uh, regularly checked to make sure that the alarms are working properly every day. And so we'll do that. And then I hope to be on the Senate floor on Monday and then to the House and so on and so forth until it gets to the governor's desk. All right. I'm sure we'll get there. I don't think we're going to have any problem. Monica, thanks for coming. Hey, thanks for having me, You Dave. came down here to bask in the sunshine, didn't I, you? Y- you know, it's <laughs> it's negative 10 where I'm from, so this is warm. <laughs> yeah, Monday. Monday. Are you going to be around till Monday? No, no, oh, I'm leaving tomorrow. 73 degrees Monday, that's what Maybe I'm Maybe I'll stay. <laughs> you might want to, seriously. So tell me, Monica, you know, I'm from Indiana. I worked at WIBC in Indianapolis. I remember... You know, a lot of different things that were happening in the pro-life community during that time. And uh, you are the founder of Safe Haven. Safe Haven Baby Boxes, yes. Okay. Now, it had to be at one time they had to go inside to the fire department or to wherever they were going to. And, uh, I mean, is it a problem for the women that they just want to be totally anonymous? Is that... Why yeah, you, you got, had to get involved with this? Yeah, you know, um, the safe haven law, we're not trying to change it. We still want women to walk in if they yeah, will. okay. But what we're trying to eliminate are babies being left at the doors of these locations. Like, like in an old movie that you watch and they... They have the baby in the basket, and they yes. got the blankets all around yes. them, and they sit them they on They sit them at the door. Yeah. Yeah, and that's happening. And one of the things, as a, a firefighter and a medic from Indiana, you know, if there's a fire call at our fire station, we're not staying behind. Right. We're leaving. We're leaving on that rig. And if a, if a mother in crisis walks up to that fire station while we're out on a call, there's no one there. So how many fire stations is she going to go to until she finds someone? You know, and and if you look at statistically across the United States, we're finding a lot of babies, 150 babies every year in our country dumped. And dumped, I mean, in trash cans and dumpsters or left at the doors of safe haven locations. So, um, you know, these boxes give women 100% anonymity, um, which is what they're asking for. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, they're, you know, they're, they're basically we cut a hole in a wall and we slide a box through. So the inside of the fire station has the inside of the box and the outside of the fire station has the outside of the box. And they're alarm activated. So an alarm goes off immediately uh, for fire and medical personnel. First baby that was placed in our box uh, was at a volunteer fire station. Nobody was there. Baby was pulled from the box in four minutes. Second baby, that same fire station, five months and one day later, 
baby was pulled in 90 seconds wow. at a volunteer fire station. So we take this very seriously. And, um, you know, these children's lives are uh, are very important. So safety is our number one concern. So how, how does it work? I mean, you're talking alarms and things of that nature. I can believe it's just, just not a bell going off. No. You get calls on cell phones and things of that nature, correct? It actually goes right to 911. Oh, so okay. it dispatches fire and medical. So if they're out on a fire call, they're going to call police that are near. They're going to call the next fire station. Basically, just what they would do if there's an emergency um, within the area of that fire station. You know, they call another unit and another unit comes. So um, the alarms are activated automatically when mom opens the door. And then when she places baby inside, another alarm goes off. These are not connected. So if one was to fail, the other one would not. Mm -hmm. And then it also locks the outside door. Um, and that's very important because uh, we don't want someone coming up behind this mom who just happens to see her place her child in this box and, and take, take the child from it. Yeah, so uh, very safe. We monitor these boxes. We test these boxes. Um, we, we do a lot. We do a lot. <laughs> All right, so Monica, EMT and firefighter, is that what I hear? Did yeah. I hear that correctly? Yeah. Where, how did you get involved as being the founder of this? What, what happened? There's always a story. <laughs> what happened? Uh, well, August of 1972, a, uh, a young 17-year-old girl was brutally attacked and raped and left along the side of the road. And this was, of course, in 72 when abortion was illegal in our country. Mm-hmm. And uh, she pressed charges against her rapist, and uh, he was arrested and charged. And if that wasn't bad enough, six weeks later, she finds out she's pregnant. Okay. Um, at the advice of her mother, she found herself at a back alley abortion facility in October of 72. And while standing in front of the man that was going to take her child's life, the 17-year-old girl had the courage to to turn around and walk away. You say no. Um, yeah, and, and she uh, she carried the, the pregnancy to term and then abandoned her child um, at a hospital in Montpelier, Ohio. Uh, and that child was me. So, you know, wow. it, it, it does it does give, you know, the personal story. And I'll tell you, I got to meet my biological mother when I was 37. Okay. And the woman sitting right next to you is my biological cousin who is on my board of directors. Oh, this is cool. Yeah. This is awesome. <laughs> so, You're watching so, this on, on Facebook. Right yeah. Now. So, you know, so you get to see how Christ literally works full circle and had this paved from the beginning because the... It doesn't get any better than this, Dave. It, it, you can't you can't put this together without Christ putting it together for us. There's yeah. just no way. Well, what's really you know I want people to think about this. 1972. 72. All right. Not only would she have you know faced an unwanted pregnancy. Right. I mean for sure, but she would have found herself the the, the person a, a brunt of jokes and. And all kinds of stuff for being pregnant, not being married. And yeah. I can remember how that was, all right? I would have been 19 years old at that time. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, good for you. You know, I, good it, for it's, you. I, uh, I'm. I'm just the one who received her gift. She's the hero here. Okay. You know, she she took all the criticism, the criticism, all the pain, and and decided to give me life. And See, then, that took real, real guts. It did, and, and in, then not, in '72, holy he, crap, yeah. that's unbelievable. So, well, so in '72, was that legal back then? To, no, to, no, to there was no off. safe hand. There wow. was no so safe So did she get in law. trouble, or did she? Uh, she actually signed a, uh, adoption papers mm-hmm. um, at a oh. later time, wow. and um, so they kind of worked her way out of it yeah wow yeah that's really the only way i was able to find her oh wow yeah mm-hmm. and then of course meet Teresa, who's my biological cousin that yeah. travels to arkansas with me and the, <laughs> the the amazing thing about this too is uh when i first met her 
I said, so what, I said, so Teresa, what do you do for a living? And she says, well, I'm a paramedic and a firefighter. And I'm like, Ah. shut up. (laughs) I'm like, get out of here. So it literally, again, Christ work in full circle. That's incredible. That really is incredible. All right. So we're going to talk about the safe uh, boxes that you have installed and how you came up with the concept and, and I mean did that come out of all out of you or were there other people that got involved we'll talk about all of it it's Dave Ellswick show we're live at the Capitol stick around man we're, we're getting some stories today I didn't even expect this is just a very cool story more coming your way here on the Dave Ellswick show all right back with you we're talking about uh, the safe haven boxes that they're trying to get them okayed through the legislature now uh, here in Arkansas, we have uh, Monica is it Kelsey. Kelsey, I got it right. You okay. got it right. Got it right. Well, I can't even read my own writing. <laughs> I thought it said Kersey at first, and I said, "No, I know she didn't say Kersey. She it was an L." All right, Kelsey. She's from Indiana, founder of the Safe uh, Haven and these uh, specific uh, boxes that are tools so that mothers, if for whatever reason. I don't understand it. I know a lot of people don't understand it, decide they don't want their child. I give them the credit that they carried the child full term and through birth, and they didn't sweep their life away with the other millions that have lost their lives here in our country. Uh, But, Monica, how did you put these boxes together? I mean, are you one of the very first people who said, we got to have something, we got to do something? Well, um, baby boxes in America have never been done before. Okay. So I, I kind of had to start there. Um, but I got the idea. I was in uh, Cape Town, South Africa, and I happened to be speaking at the only church in Cape Town that had what they called a baby safe. Wow. And I was so intrigued by them. I was like, what is this and what is it used for? And the, the uh, woman that works there said, you know, women come at night. They don't want their faces seen. And uh, this is a no judgment zone here. And I'm like, do, do women really use this? And she said, well, we've saved se- seven babies that year. And I'm like, nice. Get out. Wow. You know, so um, I came back to the States and I hand drew a baby box and I took it to a builder in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And I said, I want you to build me a baby box. And this guy looked at me like I was nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet you. <laughs> you know, yeah. and uh, so I really had to change the way people thought of placing a baby in a box, you know, because when you first think of that, it's like, this is a first world country. Why are we putting babies in boxes? And it's like, um, well, we're finding 150 babies dead in our country every year. That's, just that's, a, that's, when you fi- that's the ones you find. That's the ones that we find, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, so it's it's been a little bit of a challenge getting people to understand the concept. But you know, in a perfect world, we wouldn't need these. That's right. We, we put babies in, in boxes in the NICU. Yeah, this is yeah. I mean, it's not it's not rocket science. It's not nothing. It's nothing new. You've just figured out a way to do it so that you can actually have a, a child put them in a in a climate controlled area without the woman having to come inside and show herself. That's exactly right. You just you just built a box that's. That makes a, um, a hole in the wall where they, can put the, where they can put the child inside the building yes. without having to. Yeah. 100% anonymity is what I'm giving these moms. Yeah, you know, the second baby that was placed in our box, we had the amazing opportunity of, of uh, she. the mom had actually called us eight days after she placed the mm-hmm. second baby in our box. We've had the amazing opportunity to get to know her, and we've learned so much from her. Would it surprise you? If I told you she drove 51 miles passing uh, three manned fire stations and a hospital to surrender in a box where she would remain anonymous. Wow, that's that's 50, that important to 51 her. miles. Would it also surprise you if I told you that she worked at a hospital? Wow. 
Holy cow. There's your, you know, there's yeah, your stereotype that's real, that's right out the window. That's real life, yeah. That's real life I'll, stuff. I'll tell you what. This this woman is one of the most amazing women I've ever met in my life. Um, she's one of the strongest. She doesn't think so. But I'll tell you, she's she's one of the heroes. You know, she she could have done something not as safe. And she chose to keep her child safe and place it in this box. This child was picked up in 90 seconds. Yeah, that's good. So, yeah, that's amazing. That's fantastic. And Beautiful story. We can talk about uh, the, the lucky family mm-hmm. that ended up with a newborn to raise for their own, you know, as their own. Yes. So do, so do any, great. are there any places where the churches set these up or even individual people? You know, I, I get a lot of people that say they want one at their house. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, we, we go with just what the safe haven law mm-hmm. is yeah. in most states, fire stations, right. police stations, and hospitals. So. Right, because we, just talking with, um, I think, Alan Clark and other people, currently in Arkansas, we've got a lot of kids being raised by people who are not their parents. Right. But it's not, it's not official. I think they call it fictive kin, I think is what, what Alan Clark has called it. And and so we've got to officially or unofficially we have a lot of children being raised by grandparents or maybe even friends in some cases, and so they're they're it's like almost like it's a, an eighteen year babysitting sort of thing, and so it it seems like it's it's one of those things that it could be done on a private level, but from a safe, safe haven law standard, it gives them criminal immunity i suppose yeah yeah well that's exactly right you know and that's that's why it's so important to have it out there to up to 30 days you know because mm-hmm. some of the moms that give birth and, and go home with these children don't have any support yeah. so here it is two weeks later after they go home they haven't slept they're in complete crisis they have mm-hmm. no help and instead of harming this child mm-hmm. they have this option available yeah. and a lot of people don't realize that you can still regain custody of your child if you choose this in a moment of crisis mm-hmm. you know uh, these parents have 30 days to change their mind so it, it is important because we you know infant mortality in most states is out the roof mm-hmm. you know and if we just give these moms a, a, an option not mandatory you know you don't have to do this if you don't want to but just an option to do the right thing They'll choose it. Right. In committee, you, you actually talked about how the um, how they could actually identify the mother if they come back and say, well, I dropped my child off here. Mm-hmm. And, and because it, they're not just going to give it to the mother. They'll actually check, do a DNA test and, and try to match them back up, make sure it's actually the, the real mother. Yes. You know, I actually the second baby that was placed in our box that we now know the birth mom of um, wanted her, her child back. And, and we hired our organization isn't just about saving babies in boxes. It's about saving moms mm-hmm. and babies. So we hired an attorney and um, uh, he Good petitioned tests. the court to do the DNA test. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a beautiful story and it worked out really well. She actually chose to place him for adoption still, mm-hmm. but do an open adoption. So she now is a part of this child's life in an open adoption. But once we got her out of that crisis, once we got her past the crisis of that, that night, you know, she started to think clearly and then she made a really good choice mm-hmm. of placing him with the parents that she did. So, so what, she's, what she's saying is I don't want to be completely foreign to my own child. That's exactly. I right. want to have some kind of connection still. Yep, yep. And she gets pictures all the time. She sends them to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a connection with the adoptive family too. I was actually with this birth mom when she signed the adoption papers. And for me to be able to walk alongside one of these moms when my birth mom didn't have someone mm-hmm. to walk alongside mm-hmm. her, that's important for me. You know, there is no child that is unwanted. And I had to kind of get over that for myself. It wasn't I'm that sure. my birth mom didn't want me. She was just in a crisis and she didn't know how to get out of it you know and um so i i really enjoy walking alongside these moms 
letting them make the decisions that is best for their lives. So this is a this is a totally privately funded organization. Yes, we get no government funds, so no taxpayer all, dollars. So you all provide the boxes and everything. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. We have a lot of supporters. The uh, Indiana Knights of Columbus out of Indiana have one, yeah, been one of fantastic our group. biggest. Yeah, they're awesome. We actually had a knight here from Arkansas today. Oh. Uh, he had heard me speak, and he knew I was coming, and um, so he wanted to meet me. And he's like, we support you. And I'm like, this is awesome, you know, because they're all about life. We're all yes, about they life. are. They're all about life. Yep, they they're sure good are. people. They're they really, really are. good people. They do great things. So um, when you when you put this together and you're, you're with this carpenter or whatever mm-hmm. his vocation was in Fort Wayne, uh, what did he ask you? I mean, I got to hear this. <laughs> I mean, I need you to build this box for me, and it's it's they're going to put babies in it. People who don't yeah. want the baby are going to put their babies in it. What did he say to you? Well, you know, we actually did a video with him, and we haven't put it quite together yet of him talking about the the day that I walked in there. And it's so funny. I didn't know that he was a firefighter in a small town outside of Fort Wayne, but he was a firefighter. And I'm like, he's like, well, what do you plan on doing with these boxes? And I'm like, well, I'm going to put them in fire stations. I'm going to save babies with these. You know, I was like so excited because I knew what I wanted to do. And uh, he, today, he'll tell you, um, I thought you were nuts. Well, <laughs> you <sure>. know, <laughs> but now he is 100. Per- I mean, he's he sees the work that he does. You know, a woman trusts him to build the box that's going to save their child for the five minutes or less. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it, it was quite the inter- entertaining moment when I walked in there and trying to give him the concept because. You know, it has never been done in America before. So does he, does he still build them? He is. He does still build He's them. He's 100% uh, one of our biggest supporters, cool. and uh, he does a great job. Nice. Yeah. We also have a, an electrical engineer that actually, he builds, uh, Jason, um, with his company, builds the shell. And then it goes to an electrical engineer, and he puts all the electronics and stuff for, on it. For sensors sure. and stuff. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Wow. So. Very cool. Neat. It's, it's excellent. That's, this, is, this is great. And Monica, you're to be commended. Thank you. For t- you know, this is the thing. People hear good things like this, and then nobody takes the bull by the horn and, and makes it happen. And you saw something in South Africa that right. you brought back to the shores of America. Great job for you. You'd be commended. Seriously. Thank you. Thank you. To God be the glory. Yeah, I would agree with that, yeah. too, because he got you involved because he knew. You'd bring it here. Well, and he knew I would never give up. I've had a lot of pushback in some states, and I've had some haters, and I will never, ever Why would give anybody up. hate that? <laughs> we got 45 seconds. Why would anybody hate that? I don't know. I don't, I, I, you, you still have me on this one. I don't know. Well, it maybe reduces the demand for abortion. I and abortion is kind of a religious sacrament almost for, it is for some particular yes. religious sacrament. Well, thank you, Dave, for having us on Appreciate today. Appreciate you being on. you got a website people can go to? www.safehavenbabyboxes.com. All right. And you'll come back and tell me, Rose, how things have gone and that it's all law and you can do the same thing in Arkansas. I will and look forward to installing the first Safe Haven Baby Box in Arkansas in Little Park, maybe. Who knows? All right. Very good. Congressman French Hill is next. The news is coming up just before him right now. All right, back with you. We're waiting on uh, Congressman French Hill to give us a call. We'll talk to him for the next uh, half hour. Uh, He was going to be here in central Arkansas for the show tomorrow, uh, but the change of plans, and he's back uh, still in Washington, D.C., so we'll talk to him from Washington here in uh, just a few moments, just waiting for him to call. There, I mean, there's no telling what's going on. He could be right now being, uh, you know, 
called to the floor or something like that and is going to call from the, the cloakroom or whatever. We'll have to find out. There's one thing I want to talk to him about, and that is over 60 Democrats, including uh, Pelosi, claimed that a physical uh, barrier should be part of the solution to address the border crisis and should be negotiated on once the government was reopened. Now, it's almost been a week. I haven't heard anything about this uh, yet. So uh, we'll see uh, what, what's going to happen. Okay, Steve Smith just hit me, and he says, uh, the congressman is finishing up a meeting and will call in in two or three minutes. Cool. So he's... We're going to grab him as he's in the hallway, evidently going wherever he's got to go next. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's doing he's doing his best uh, to keep up with uh, what we asked and what we agreed to, which is to be on every week from uh, D.C. at 3.35 on Wednesdays so that we can talk to him and, and keep up on a lot of these uh, different things that uh, are going on in uh, the wonderful world of Washington, D.C., so uh, we'll see what uh, Stephen has to say when the, when we get the congressman uh, back here with us here in in uh, just uh, a moment. But yeah, I don't think a lot of people understood that part of the uh, uh, agreement uh, the Democrats and Pelosi had with uh, President Trump was that they uh, at sixty Democrats, including uh, House major their House Majority Leader claimed that a physical barrier should be part of the solution to address uh, the border crisis and should be negotiated on once the uh, government is reopened. We'll see. So we'll see yeah, if, we'll if see. that occurs or it does not. Uh, we'll also talk uh, about, and we mentioned this to you in passing yesterday because it came up towards the end of the show, uh, Pelosi, of course, invited the president to the House on Tuesday to give the State of the Union. Uh, We'll be carrying that live uh, next Tuesday. Be aware that you'll be able to hear that right here at 101.1 FM, uh, the answer. So we'll have that covered for you. And the State of the Union uh, address will be on February 5th. Uh, That's uh, Tuesday of next uh, week. And then uh, now that uh, the president and congressional leaders have agreed to reopen government agencies through February 15th, uh, providing a temporary reprieve to federal workers who haven't been paid in nearly a month, let's uh, find out what uh, has moved on. And it's it's going to be in the House, of course. Well, you know, I, I think that is what the president wanted to do more than anything else is for these people that were not getting their their uh, you know current paycheck that they would get it and mm-hmm. he said that they would get it you know asap and i i believe that the president would do that but i'm really interested to talk to uh, uh congressman hill and hear what he has to say about the 60 democrats uh that uh, went along with their own house majority leader and uh, claimed that a physical barrier should be part of the solution to address the border crisis and should be negotiated on once the government was reopened. Well, the government is reopened. I want to find out if they're is, making good is, on it. Is that a good faith gesture on the part of uh, of the uh, 
you know, the Democrats are, have they uh, said, yeah, that would do that, and then, you know, whatever. I also want to find out if maybe the, uh, the congressman knows if perhaps uh, the president had been told that if the, uh, the government reopened, not only would they do that, but they'd also make sure that the State of the Union would occur hmm. that uh, on Tuesday. I mean, it's well, coming up. There's all kinds of negotiations going on. Well, we got notified uh, earlier today uh, that we would have a feed of it, so we'll yep. be broadcasting it live on uh, on 101. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take a quick break uh, so that we can get uh, solid block. Uh, you know, we got a, a full time that we can talk to the congressman. So let's get our break in, then we'll come back with more here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, don't forget about Sunny's Auto Salvage, your number one choice for recycled auto parts. I've been using uh, Sunny for uh, a few years now. I've replaced the engine in my car. I've replaced the uh, transmission. I've replaced the rear taillight, and uh, all of it was done uh, quickly, efficiently, and no problems with folks from Sonny's. Uh, they'll go and, and find uh, the engine for you or the uh, transmission for you. They've got mechanics that can do all the work for you. They can get you a, a standard warranty. Every part is guaranteed. And, and all of that works very well with folks at Sonny's Auto Salvage. Their uh, number is 982-7451. 982-7451. And that's Sonny's Auto Salvage, your number one choice for recycled auto parts. I've been told that Congressman Hill is on the phone. And, Congressman, thanks for being part of the Dave Ellswick Show again on this Wednesday. Dave, thanks for the invitation. Good to be with you. Well, it, it's really good to be with you, and I, you know, we're going to ask you, Congressman, to bring us up to date. The, the government has been reopened now; it's open until February fifteenth, and uh, that's to give uh, Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats time to figure out what they want to do and if they want to agree with the president and build the wall and do the things that need to be done and find a deal with him so they can keep the. Uh, the government open after February 15th, which, by the way, is my birthday, so they can give me a birthday present. Not opening it again if they wanted to, seeing they were save, saving us money. But bottom, bottom line, uh, Congressman, let me just ask you. You know, I, I've heard that 60 Democrats, including the House Majority Leader, all claimed uh, that uh, a physical barrier should be part of the solution to address the border crisis and uh, they should be uh, negotiated on once the government was reopened. Oh, the government is reopened. Are there meetings going on and right now to get uh, you know some money for the barrier? Well, uh, thanks again for having me. And yes, uh, the conference committee had their first meeting today. And I do like the fact that we have a bicameral traditional conference committee. These are people who are on the appropriations committees in the House and Senate who know Homeland Security as a topic, and they're Republicans and Democrats. It's a traditional way of resolving these differences. And you're right. We've had a real break in the last uh, few weeks with uh, Pelosi's position that walls are immoral and that people should not have a physical security, uh, a barrier, as a part of the whole Southwest strategy. Denny Hoyer, uh, the number two person in the House has said, of course, physical barriers are part of the solution. 
Colin Peterson, who chairs the Ag Committee, has been very outspoken on this issue, including being quite blunt, saying, give Trump the damn money. Uh, And so you're right. We've got Democrats in the Senate and the House who know this is a 25-year standard part of Southwest border security to have uh, the wall, which uh, where it works and works best is where we have a double fencing inside the U.S. border with a parallel road system, with lighting, with infrared cameras, uh, with uh, motion detectors. All this is a part of this barrier system that reduces illegal trafficking in those border sectors, and, and that's all the president has proposed. All right. It, it, does it seem to you, from what you're seeing, I guess they had their first meeting today, so there's not been much to make a, a decision on, but uh, you, you believe that they're going to follow through on this, or are we going to face another crisis of closing down the government? Well, I have to tell you, I, I've, I've been in Washington four years in this responsibility, representing all of us in central Arkansas, and I, I, I don't have my optimistic hat on in this uh, in this time but i do like the fact that instead of it just being a standoff between nancy pelosi and donald trump that we have this conference committee meeting these are all people who absolutely know that we build border fence and we repair border fence and they know what we need uh down there and if the democrats can find um something to work with i think we could have a compromise and that's what we should all hope for is that we get uh these bills completed that we have our continuing construction of border fence and that we get some of these other enhancements that democrats ask for i want screening technology at laredo and el paso and san diego customs units too we only look at a very small percentage with x-rays of the 18-wheelers that cross. These are the largest ports in the country. Laredo is bigger than Savannah. Uh, it's as big as Los Angeles. These are these ports of entry at El Paso, San Diego uh, at the uh, ground, and Laredo, Texas are enormous ports. So the Democrats say they want more screening technology. Well, I'm, I support that. They say they want more judges. I support that. They want more green uniform border patrol people. I support that. But none of that changes the fact that border security also includes uh, expansion of our physical barrier because it shapes how we uh, position our agents and our civilians along the border that protect us. Okay, so... You're not overly optimistic, but you're not totally I can't pessimistic. Be. There's nothing. Yeah, they met the first time today, <laughs> but it's impossible for me to be overly optimistic. I haven't seen <laughs> anything in, in the last month that's made me optimistic about Nancy Pelosi doing the right thing as it relates to this topic. Uh, and so the only thing I've been heartened by is good, positive comments practical comments, real-world comments by people like Steny Hoyer and Colin Peterson who are speaking from experience, knowledge, and practicality instead of being stuck in a uh, politicization of a national security issue. Does it seem to you that the reason that uh, the president is correct and that he says that Pelosi is hostage to the radical left that was elected to the Democrat Party over the last election? Well, they've certainly been feeling their oats 
uh, and it certainly affected her very narrow uh, majority to be elected uh, speaker in January. I believe that uh, some wishful thinking took place in December, that once Nancy Pelosi achieved her election as speaker, that she would fall back on the, you know, incredibly successful politician that she is and be negotiable. That just has not turned out to be the case. And one reason for that is the distinct split in the Democratic conference here in in the House between the Ocasio-Cortez, Bernie Sanders progressives and the more practical mainstream Democrats. You know, I just asked a question about that. I mean, surely they understand that, uh, you know, Ocasio or uh, Cortez and even Kamala Harris and Cody Booker and all these people who are very strong to the left are going to be almost virtually unelectable if they're the standard bearer for uh, the Democrats. They're They're going to be caught between a rock and a hard place, aren't they? Uh, I would think so, but I do believe that uh, they live in a, a bubble right now of of this set of very progressive, very big government, very uh, much government knows best policies uh, that have uh, taken sale in the Democratic conference. I mean, it's a substantial group. And these very practical elements where we seek to find bipartisan solutions to our national defense budget, our foreign policy budget, our position on Syria, Iran, NATO, big, very bipartisan vote in support of NATO last week, is not finding its way to solutions on the southwest border, which mm-hmm. for, as I say, almost three decades have been relatively bipartisan. We I, want a safe border. We don't want drugs coming in this country. We don't want fentanyl coming into the country. We don't want our children in Central America being trafficked in America for prostitution or child labor uh, through the gang activities. And it's, it's, I don't know who wants that. But this has been yeah. politicized. By, um, and it's, it's really been a sad state of affairs the last six weeks, I have to tell you. All right, well, let's talk about something yesterday that was a positive when the uh, Speaker of the House said that she had uh, invited the President next Tuesday to come to the House and to speak on the State of the Union, and uh, the President has uh, accepted to do that. What are some things you expect to hear from uh, the President? I hope the President comes and takes that national stage for that uh, office, uh, that uh, televised a big audience plus the uh, assembled government leadership and talks about we've come together and we've had historic tax reform we've got our economy growing 213,000 new jobs were announced today Uh, we have an expanding economy we're making trade deals they're hard to do but we're working on it and we're making progress and then he lays out uh, why what our goal should be this year and over the near term about national security, uh, international trade. What else can we do to help our families have better health care? How do we help our families have better educational attainment, better skilled labor workforce? Um, talk about the benefits of the First Step Act, which he signed into law, which was historically trying to help people who are 
being parole, federal parole, get jobs and make sure they are have drug and alcohol treatment and have uh, the skills they need to be successful. I'd like to see him be forward-looking while saying that the, the first two years of his term, he set the stage for a rebound of American leadership in the world, and he set the sta- they set the stage for faster economic growth and more individual freedom. I'd like to see him talk about the future. I think that would be good, and it's important that he do that. All right. I, I, I agree with that. I think he should be looking forward with the American people about what things are, are, are going on at, at this time. So tell me what you think, and I don't know if it's a, been a big topic there uh, in the, uh, the House or not. Uh, is is the, uh, uh, the talk of this lady who made all the, 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 the statements that she had the tapes on Trump about uh, having uh, the, the collusion with the Russians, she's come out now and said that's all a lie. She don't have any of that stuff. She only said that so she could get out of prison. Has that had, been, has that had some kind of effect in the, uh, the, the walls of Congress? Well, I don't know that her particular statement has, but it's endemic of what we saw in uh, July to November 2016 at the FBI, where one of the most admired agencies in the federal government, certainly in my lifetime, has been stooped to being ward politicians and heavily politicizing our Justice Department of the rule of law. And when you look at who's now been discredited, who's been fired, who's been forced to resign, uh, I can assure you that the House, even though we've changed hands uh, between the Republicans and the Democrats, we are not going to stop getting to the bottom of the, what I think was, the, I mean, really almost a criminal conspiracy. That may be too strong a description, but it was certainly a violation of all the policies and procedures that the Justice Department and the FBI were engaged in, what has prompted um, this investigation, while at the same time, some of the other things that should be investigated have not been. So this is just, you know, I'm not even surprised by announcements like that today, because when you read the details of what happened at the FBI, you are demoralized. by the reputation of that agency and their responsibility to the American people. Well, we're out of time. worse than I thought it was going to be. I got you. I I understand. There was a lot of things going on I was wondering about, and it's slowly seeping out into the public now about, you know, how how terrible this really was and and how it was carried on. Congressman, I'll let you get back to work. Thank you so much for being part of the Dave Ellswick Show. All right. Talk Talk to you later. All right, he's, uh, he's really busy, you can tell. And uh, he will be back with us again next week. Uh, we're going to take a break. I just got word from Duck. He's on his way. He'll be here shortly uh, to take uh, part in our next hour. He'll be talking uh, about cars and give you the opportunity to call in if you'd like and uh, ask him questions. The phone number, 823 Six, five. And he's an expert on diesel, so guys yeah. with diesel trucks might be a good time oh, to call absolutely. in. absolutely. Yeah, if, if you're an over-the-road trucker, by the way, this is a guy to really talk to. People from all over the United States call him to get the information that they need to fix trucks 
in other places uh, in the country. All right. A break, and then we're back with more. We are live at State Capitol. Our thanks to the congressman for being on and to Rose Mims this hour and bringing us all the information we got in the last 60 minutes. Another 60 minutes on the way right after the news here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, we're waiting on Duck. He's on his way. Probably trying to find a parking place. It might be. Yeah. It's been tough today. <laughs> having a lot to of people uh, were here today. I guess the uh, the Bryant basketball team and Bryant football team were both here. They were filling the whole stairwell uh, on the house side and today. And this morning they had another group, and it was and they were over meeting the Senate, and the Senate was you know applauding them for winning uh, the state championship. So. Uh, it's it's calmed down considerably now. I mm-hmm. think they may not even be in in session now. No, I'm sure they're not right now. I know no, that's pretty. It's pretty quiet. Stephen Meeks now. Meeks just walked by, mm-hmm. and uh, it's, I was kind of I was kind of uh, goofing with him a little bit, talking about we heard that you were meeting with uh, House members and you were trying to explain this whole black magic about <laughs> broadband to him, and he laughed and he says, "Yeah." I'm in the role of teacher now. Mm. So he says, but I've been teaching a long time. No well, he was, he was telling us, or was it, was it last week, that there may be some um, low-level orbiting satellite systems to actually provide. It would be interesting. Internet. It would save money. Well, it would just make it so you can keep from having to um, Dig run, through yeah, you rock. Know, rock, granite. And that's a which that is was, a tough thing to do. He, he says it's, it sounds like it may be here in three or four years, and you know that that might be a, a far better option than spending lots of tax dollars. Well, here's what we know: we want to get it done as fast as we can because we're losing money the longer we don't have broadband to yeah. the people of Arkansas. To, uh, as you heard Robin Lundstrom say this back in the first hour, if you want to see this, uh, you have to go back and watch the video or listen to the uh, the podcast. Uh, from the first hour of today's show. Uh, but uh, she and uh, Brianne Davis were both talking about, uh, I think it was Brianne who said 99% of the schools have broadband. Hmm. However, Everybody the else. kid goes to, back home hmm. and only like 46% of the houses yeah. have broadband or access to broadband. And, and uh, it's well and good that you can use it at the school, but... If you got to do stuff to get your homework done, it makes it tough if you can't get on the Internet. Could be. I don't, I don't know. Do kids actually need the Internet for doing their homework well, these days? Yeah. I don't know. They got to go get information. If they want to get information yeah. and stuff, yeah. I don't know. They need it. It would be nice uh, if they're doing more than just gaming on it. Yeah, and, they, I, I, and they can't game at home either, just so you know. Well, yeah, I don't know how, how, how much of that goes on. They wouldn't but. have power. But, um, yeah, if they need a high-speed high connection, I guess. Yeah, they wouldn't have any. I guess, you know, I, I, I'm hoping that, you know, when they go on the Internet, they don't have to hear all that noise and everything before they get connected. Like, like to the, the dial-up. Like listening to Kim Commando mm. again, you know. Maybe, I don't know, maybe they have to um. listen to Tom Jones, too. I don't know. <laughs> She's a lady. I, I don't know if I that plays know. or not. Anyway, uh, we'll get... Uh, we got Duck here in just a second, or a few seconds. <laughs> He's got to get his way here. Dorcas is going to be with us next hour from the Dorcas house. 
uh, and her name is not the name they used to name the Dorcas house. It's uh, from the biblical Dorcas that they used, who was helping the people. So uh, she's going to be with us in the final hour today. So why don't we go ahead and and get a break in quickly, and then when uh, we get, uh, uh, well, there's Duck now. Coming around, did they, did they do a full body search on you? They did. <laughs> yeah, he had, a, uh. he had a strip naked. He says, oh, I'm glad we're up on the third floor uh. and not down there. That's a good thing. All right, well, mm. let's get Duck to sit down and get himself uh, uh, comfortable here. Joe is not here today. Joe has, he's got the flu. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he contacted me early this morning and said, I won't be there today. I got what Susan had, mm. and I knew she had the flu. Yeah. You know what I told him? What did, you, what did you tell him? Make sure you keep it on this side oh. of the river. <laughs> we, we, don't want, we don't want to share yeah, it with him. Yeah, keep it away from us. I'm trying to find you here. Talk to me again. Hello, hello. You're getting better on up. We got you now? There you go. Right there. Okay, I got you. I was turning up microphone three, and it was microphone four. <laughs> that, you're on. that worked. You get right. better at it. All right, so, yeah, I'm not supposed to be the engineer. Normally, they don't let me touch this stuff. All right, so uh, today with Duck here, uh, if you've got a question about diesel, this is the guy to talk to. And I'm talking if you just got a diesel pickup, you got a dually or whatever, or you've got, uh, you know, you, you're an over-the-concrete you know, cowboy out there. and Up and down driving, the road every yeah. day. Just uh, and you got a question for him? Feel free. Eight two three zero nine six five is the number to reach. Eight two three zero nine six five. All right. So first thing I'll let you talk about uh, here, uh, Duck, is there's certain things that um, diesel owners should do with their diesel or their this time of year with the temperature we're having outside. There you go. Okay. Yes. Um, the first thing you need to do is make sure you got a clean fuel filter. Mm. Okay. I've had three the last three days. Fuel filter stopped it with water and almost froze. Oh, so they have a little bit of water in the bottom yep. of them, and they this can't handle it. It's, pl- it's got, you got to plug you know, ice. Uh, I talked to a guy this morning, uh, YNG up in uh, right outside of Indiana. I said, Ron, how cold is it? He said, Well, you want the wind chill or you want the air temperature? <laughs> Ten below and maybe thirty below. Twenty-one below and sixty-six below. Wow. Mm. Mm. Yeah. See, I. I grew up, this is why people have to understand when they sent to me, you want to have some cold weather, Dave, aren't you excited? And I, and I put up a, a gif up and I, and, I, and I say, no, I'm more this kind of guy now. And it shows a, you know, a tropical beach with the waves coming in. That'd be my kind, too. I did 27 years up in that cold. And but, but, I don't want any more of it. You know, at 66 degrees, Dave, outside, and when you got a windshield that cold, your hands and your your skin freezes quickly in, a, in, in no in no more than seven minutes. Yeah, and you know, and I was asked to run. I he's he's got twenty nine people that work for him, and I said, "How many you got at work this morning?" He said, "Counting me, five. <laughs> wow. He said, the "Rest of them, the vehicles wouldn't start." Wow. He said, "And you know, some of them live you know thirty forty minutes out and said they didn't even try it." Wow. Well, so one of the problems is is that diesel fuel acts differently to cold weather than it jails. than regular mm-hmm. fuel does. Yep. A lot of people don't know that. As as the further you go to the north, uh, when you're driving, pay attention to the uh, you know the diesel uh, service stations. You know because yeah. they've got heaters 
that blow hot air on those engines while they're, yeah, while they're stopped there. Yeah, to or, keep them warm. Or leave well, them stay overnight. Yeah. Well, you know, nowadays they got the deal. You roll the window down, you put the heat inside the truck with you. You know, oh. you don't even have to run your truck no more. But, you know, it gets 66 degrees outside, below zero. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you don't leave it running, it ain't going to start when you well, get ready to go. Just, that, that fuel just turns into, well, like. not only does the fuel get gelled up, but the oil gets so thick you can't pour it out of, a jug, out of a jug, you know. <laughs> and so it's just, in the start, it just won't turn it. I mean, it just, just yeah, don't have I, enough ump to spin it to get it fast enough. And, and that's why you see 90% of people don't ever turn them off. Mm. When it's real cold. They like just that. bump the aisle up on them about 1,200 RPMs and let oh, them sit there and run. There you go. Yeah, they but, got to. I mean, if not, they're not going to start up again. Oh, no. Yeah, no, I they're, know. they're there for a few days until they can get somebody to come out with plywood, put plywood around the truck and put a torpedo heater in the front of it <laughs> and put a tarp over the top of it wow. and hold the heat into it. That's I've seen that many times. I've actually wow. done that my, myself before. Yeah. Well, I, I know I've started it. My, my vehicle's here in Arkansas when it's pretty cold. And you can hear hear those pumps from the from your transmission squealing. pump, and, and they're just they're just kind of whining. Yeah, they're the, squealing because from the thick oil, I guess. Uh, Dave, you know we've always talked about windshield washer fluid. Yes. <laughs> you know we went from no one to freeze it. Well, guess what I got yesterday. Somebody came in, had frozen it. It busted the tank. Oh, uh, how much was it to replace it? Tank wasn't bad. Tank was eighty something dollars. Yeah, but think about this. Three hours to put it on. Oh. Yeah, so there you got another two hundred and fifty, three hundred bucks. Yeah, three hundred times all said and done, it was just a little over four hundred dollars tax and all. Oh. And you and know, all you had to do was take out that stuff you had in it and put zero. Usually the one that says zero. Yeah, but the one that says zero. That's what I put in right now. And so, but the cold weather is wearing is working them over right now. I mean. I, I enjoy cold weather, but I don't enjoy when it gets this cold. <laughs> well, be be uh, know that it's not going to be that bad here uh, in Nick by next week. I was going to say, I think it's supposed to start warming back up. Isn't yeah, it? well, mm-hmm. on third tomorrow, high of fifty three. Yeah. On Friday, it will be a uh, hold on. Let me get it for us. If the north wind were blowing out there now, it'd be all right. <laughs> and coming up on Saturday, it's going to be 60. And Sunday, it's going to be 63. And on Monday, 74. <laughs> wow. you got to love that. Go from zero to 74. Right, so do you have heat in your shop? In seven days. No, he's got heat in his you shop. Have, you have heat yeah. in your shop, so. Oh yeah, you got to have heat uh, right now. The last these last cold days, I've been. I got a couple of torpedo heaters too. Oh yeah. And I just turn them on. You know, will this the help the the natural gas heaters out and yeah. the, and the oil burning heaters just to kind of help them along. Once you get the shop warm, if they don't fan the doors too much, it, it'll stay pretty warm. Yeah. But but it, it still gets cold in though yeah like well you you get a vehicle that comes in that steel's still kind of cold yep. in some, some yeah you bring an 18 wheeler in it and the whole truck's cold you can walk by it and it's just radiating the cold off it you know and <laughs> but uh you know but right now people need to understand if if you hadn't checked your end freeze in your car do it's, so it's if it ain't already too late, you better hurry up and get it done because you can you can do, you can do a, a, an awful lot of damage. Yeah, because you just think you know it may be twenty five degrees outside, but you get on the interstate running seventy mile an hour down the interstate, that puts it minus twenty five. You know, and well, it will freeze. We're going to get down to. And I'm <laughs> looking at this. If I could control my phone, so it tells me what it is tonight. Looks like the low will be 
eight seventeen degrees. Oh, well, yep. that ain't so even cold. But that yeah, <laughs> it is if you don't have the proper antifreeze and you're yep. driving. Yeah, and, and I, I've been telling people here lately, uh, Standardine makes some stuff uh, called nine one one. It's good. It lubricates your fuel system. It lubricates your injectors. It also dries the water up. And if somebody wants to see it, come to the shop. I'll show you. I got some diesel fuel I took out of a truck uh, Monday afternoon. It's white. Oh. The fuel is white. It's got so much water in it. Mm-hmm. That's not and good. I set me a little jug there, and I poured me a one tablespoon of this stuff, and it's probably a half of a Coke can and full. It clarifies it. And shook it up a little bit, and you can just sit there and watch the the water that starts evaporating out of it into the into the alcohol yeah and it uh, it it works good i mean now it's expensive it's it's about 13 dollars for a quart yeah well but it uh, it can go a long way to taking care of problems you need Mm -hmm. taking care of and dave i need to say one thing all right all you people in benton that's been in my yard stealing at night oh i'm laying around waiting on you so just Uh, remember really i'm there somewhere i've caught four Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, in, in the last three weeks. I'm what, there. What are they taking? Knocking windows out, getting in customers' cars. Just Oh, my. Just just being thieves. But yeah. just so you know, I am laying around there waiting on you. So come on down and see me whenever you get ready. Wow. That, that's crazy stuff. Oh, it, it's. That's frustrating. I've caught 16-year-old Dave. I've caught 30-year-old women. Mm. Uh, wow. Amazing. Two women, uh, Sunday, uh, not a week ago, Sunday night or Sunday, mm-hmm. early Sunday morning. But they're there, and I know them. I, I already know two of them's name. I'm just laying to catch him. Wow, that's frustrating. So what? What? What does the you, you know, sheriff <coughs> or the police do in, in a case like that? Or do you want? To, you don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> they know who it is. Yeah. But they arrest them, take them to jail. And they're bonded before they can ever get them to the jailhouse. Mm. Okay. And I blame this on my prosecuting attorney. I had to throw a fit the other day to get them to arrest the two women. Wow. And I got them on video camera knocking windows out. Mm. And I called them. I run them down, called them. My wife screams at me every day. <laughs> You're going to get us killed. You're going to get them. I ain't. <laughs> but I'm going to break them from the habit one so way or the other. the prosecuting mm. attorney over there? Uh, we got a new one here back in the election, and I... I had to throw a fit with the cops and all of them, get them to arrest her. And she admitted to it. She told wow. the cops. They pulled her over and asked her, said, you know, what's going on? Well, I'm running from that guy from Duck's Garage. I stole from him the other night. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, uh, that's the kind of stuff that would drive you crazy. I'm looking at the folks watching us on but, but, Facebook right now. Yeah. And, and the worst part about it's it, Dave. ticked off. The worst part about it is she's got a rap sheet from here to the inter- to 630 interstate line. Mm. And you know, can't do nothing. But I'm forcing the issue, and I'm gonna force the issue. And yeah, keep forcing it. If, if I had to go down and visit with a prosecuting attorney every day until they do something, <laughs> I did finally get her arrested. They arrested her on three accounts. Wow. Uh, one of them, they arrested her for terrorist threatening with a vehicle. Now she try to run you down, huh? Yeah, <laughs> he's looking. He's, he, if you're watching on uh, Facebook, you're you're getting the full story. I actually had my hands around her neck trying to drag her out of the window of the car. Okay. And she drove. She floorboarded it, and so I turned her loose because they didn't want to jerk me down. So right, right. But all they see in the film is her looking like she's running over me. But mm. all right, but it's okay. Anyway, what can you say? Yeah. 
But, but the, I had to the say, wonders of being a small business operator. But I have to say, I've got some policemen down there that's 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 I've got to know since this all started, and they're good people, and they're trying their best. Um, you know, they all tell me the same thing. You know, we're doing all we can do. Mm-hmm. Can. He said, "But if you'll help us, help us catch them with the goods on them, we promise you we'll help you get them prosecuted." Uh-huh. And they have they they they've. Uh, I got their cell phone number. When I catch somebody in the yard, I just dial them. I don't even dial 911. Yeah, <laughs> come on over. I got well, somebody for I you. I tell them, hey, he's in the back of the shop. He's getting in this truck. He's sitting in the seat of this truck. Mm. He sat in one truck three hours and 41 minutes trying to beat the ignition switch out of it. Mm. And the motor ain't even in the truck that's inside the shop. Oh, no. <laughs> there's no. There's no motor. Oh my! It's a six oh four and motorcycle. That's why he's bill. a thief and not, not working for somebody. <clears throat> but, not the brightest bulb in the pack. No, but I, I'm laying for him. I, I just wanted to say that, and I, I'm through with it now. Okay, you feel better? Yeah. Okay. Well, I just okay. want them all know that that I'm I'm laying. Okay, you're there. Yeah, I'm there every night. You're paying attention. I'm there. Every, every I was there night. this morning at three thirty nine. My gosh, mm. man! When do you sleep? I went home, slept till about nine thirty this morning. Mm. Got up, went to the shop, and been there all day. And Did they find anything after they got to the shop that you missed? Nope. Nope. They suspect they hauled it to another town pond. It. Okay. Yeah, that's what they suspect, but, you know. But I'm, I can say I'm... I'm so there, it's not like they're pulling out car parts or anything. They're looking for... Radios. Stuff that people have left in their car or whatever. They stole a 6 by 10 blue tarp from Harbor Freight. Oh, nice. A 99 cent tarp. Uh. <laughs> yeah. I wow. got you. Yeah, but that's okay. I'm I'm mm. I'm slowly breaking the ring up. Wow. But I do I do, you know, and I and I do want to thank the cops down in Saline County, the sheriffs and the uh Bryant police and the Benton police. They've all been you know, been willing to help us. I got a buddy that owns a wrecking yard around the corner from me. They stole two trucks from him. Oh, wow. They took the fence down, drove the truck out, and, drove, and put the fence back Holy up. Holy cow. Mm. Come that's, back the next night and did really the same thing again. really when you think about that. Yep. They took well. the fence damp. You can see him in the camera putting the boats in his pocket. Uh, wow. Drive the truck out, get out and slide the fence back over. You can see him digging in his pocket and putting the boats back on the fence. Oh, wow. Couldn't figure out how he got it out, Dave. We walked the fence, couldn't find no place where the fence was knocked down. <laughs> Finally went inside and pulled the cameras up and said, wow. hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Now it uh, now it all comes to light. Well, we found one of the trucks he stowed. It broke down on them, and they left it in the parking lot. Hmm. Wow. You know, what this tells me is that they're not, they don't want to get caught, but they're not really all that scared about getting well, caught. No, they're not scared. Our system is so broken, they don't hold them accountable effectively, and it's, and it's just... We've got an expensive government that just doesn't keep us keep uphold our rights effectively. All right, we'll come back. We'll talk more about this. Duck is here. Duck's garage down in Benton. We'll be talking to him further here on the Dave Ellswick Show. If you've got a question about a car or a truck, diesel or regular fuel, eight two three zero nine six five. Back in a moment. All right, back with Duck here from Duck's Garage. This is a Wednesday, and of course he and. Joe typically are here uh, to talk about cars and trucks. Uh, Duck wasn't able to make it last week. Joe did. Joe's got the flu. He can't make it this week. But Duck could make it. So one of them is always here. We've been doing this for years now and keeping you up to date on, uh, you know, 
things you might in, interest that you have about uh, your cars. We've got about a minute left. Uh, bumper to bumper is where you guys get your parts. Yes, sir. And uh, you like those parts. Yes, sir. Uh, I buy my parts from there. Joe buys parts from there. Uh, Henry Atkins, you know, all of us, we buy parts from bumper to bumper for one reason. They have a warehouse full of stuff, Dave. I mean, it's probably big as this capital if you, you know, if you can set it around it. Right, right. Uh, they have anything you want, Motocraft Standard, AC Delco, Motocraft Batteries, AC Delco Batteries. They have uh, all kind of, you know, just everything that we need to work on your, your automobile or your truck or your diesel truck. They have diesel injectors. They have pumps and everything for them. They're good people. They're great people. As you know, Dave, with the car show and everything that they put on, how great they are. They're, they're they just drop a good lot, people. A lot of money into the community with uh, what they do as well. we got the news coming up. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about Bumper to Bumper and take your questions on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right. Well, we got uh, Duck here. Of course, he does uh, business with Bumper to Bumper, and Bumper to Bumper makes this hour possible with some other people. And... Uh, I just wanted to take a few more moments to talk about what they do as a corporate uh, neighbor here in uh, in Arkansas. We were talking about the car show. Well, the car show is used to raise money for Ronald McDonald House, House and they've raised thousands of dollars. Yes, sir. For Ronald McDonald House over at uh, you know Children's Hospital. And and hopefully this year that uh, we're trying to get Ronald McDonald to show up at the car show. That'd be fun. Well, I've I've asked last year, and uh, she said you have to put it in a year in advance. So you got it in a year in advance. <clears throat> so when I asked last no year, I, I asked her about it, and she's she's you know she's working on that, and and supposedly we're going to have a a drop box there where if you want to donate a quarter or a nickel or a dime or a dollar or five dollars or ten dollars. There'll be a Ronald McDonald drop box. It's kind of like something at Walmart. I mean, at the McDonald's. Yeah. You know, when you drive through. Uh, uh, doesn't you know. get opened until it gets back to Ronald nope. McDonald. They have the only key to it, and we can't touch it. So I pick it up, move it around, carry it back to them. And so, you know, but and all that, Dave, is brought to you by Bumper to Bumper. Yeah, they make it possible. I mean, th- not only do they make it possible, they furnish the money for it, but they also furnish the manpower. Because as you know how much me and Joe works on them to, to get it lined out. And, you know, in the past, I mean, it, it's we usually start in January. But we've kind of got it a little bit down pat now, so we're going to start to see if we got enough time to get there, uh, just to see you know if we can make it in time. If we don't, yeah. we'll have to back up. And but we got all everything have down to pat. Rethink it. Well, we got the, you know the building set up. We know how to set the building now. Yeah. Know how to lay the building out. Know how to lay all the tables out. So, you know, the first couple of years you're you're steady tweaking it, and we're still tweaking it some. Uh, Food trucks, I've been there. The food truck area in Benton, I've talked to him. Uh, I got a guy that I'm working on his food truck right now. And so we're going to try to have at least three food trucks this year for the car show. Because last year we had one guy, and the guy told us he could he could take care of you know quite a few people in there, but he, was he getting, couldn't. He got inundated. Yeah, he didn't we have had enough a help. a ton of yeah. people last year. Well, they had 168 cars. I mean, you just figure 168 cars, that's 168 people just by themselves. Yeah. And, and you know how many had, people walked we had, in. We had a couple thousand people come to see a show last year. Oh, I bet. Um, I figured two to three thousand, yeah, maybe I mean, four. You know, it just depends. Yeah, and it, and it was a good, nice, clear, sunny day. It was nice and cool. Inside the building was cool. Yeah, we had to put some outside, but, uh, you know, uh, we'd done the best we could. We had over 100 cars inside and had the rest of them outside. So, 
but that's the biggest location we can find to have the car show inside the building. We'd like to have something bigger, but yeah, we can't find nothing no bigger. Verizon, it's not open to us. Too expensive. Yes. Just too expensive. That's all it is. If 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 they want to donate the space, yeah, we'll, we'll take it. it. We'll be there. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be ready to do it. But and uh, another thing too about bumper to bumper, you know, you got Jerry Rocher, you got Crow, you got Mister Fletcher, uh, Kenneth, and all them. They all help us, and they all when we go to car show, they're there. Yeah, they're there. They take part in it. They they're there working. You know, Mister Fletcher even comes. Crows comes. You know, they all show up and they all help us, and they're just good people that believe in taking care of all of us all right so now you wanted to talk about you're still having some problems with some other diesels well i've had people call me the last few days because it's been cold and i tell them hey my truck won't start go out there and take your stench cord and plug it up but the cord's hanging out of the front bumper you may have to look around, but it's dig for it, yeah, it, it's it. there. Just just look around, find. Okay, so they got a heater core uh, kind of. Uh, they got a block heater. It's called a block, block heater. heater. It's yeah. screwed into the water. It's right. a, it's a percolator, and all it does it's it kind of looks like a hot water heater element in electric hot water. Okay. And all now, it does is percolate the water and keeps you know, and it percolates it like a perker, you know, and, and until it gets it warmed up. And then yeah. I tell them go out there and plug it up for six seven hours, see if it don't start. They come, hey, my truck started fine now. What what's going on? You got it warm. I said, you got some bad injectors in it. The plungers, is, the oil is too thick in the plungers, and that's why it won't start. And so, you know, if you do have a diesel, right now you're wise to plug it up when you get home. If you plug it up as soon as you pull in the driveway, the water's already warm. It don't take near as long to keep it warm. Right. And another thing, too, Dave, when you bump the key and back out of the driveway, it's already 140 degrees. Yeah, it's nice and warm. Your well, yeah. your your heater will work when you start that thing up. Defroster comes on, works, and everything. But if you do have a diesel and you're running in that problem, just go buy you a good extension cord. Don't go buy one of them little thin green ones. You know, get the big orange one. Buy, I was fixing to say, buy you a like a ten two or 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 you know or a twelve two you know good extension cord. Something you can pull some current through. <clears throat> and don't go in there and buy a hundred and fifty foot cord. <laughs> you need to keep it within about 50 foot of the house, yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah. plug it up. I promise you, it, it'll light up every time. Well, it's great about that because I, I, <clears throat> it's a great uh, thing to talk about even for gas burners. I always go out and start my car before I take off, you know, driving. I don't just yeah. get in, start the car, and go. I start it. I let it warm up. My car... When I get into it, the heater's been blowing and it's nice and warm in there. The seat, I got seats are warm. They're warm, and I go and I understand from what you and Joe have told me that's better on the car as well. Well, we'll just take for instance transmission. It's got O rings in it. It's got clutch packs in it. It's got fluid in it. When that fluid is cold, it don't want to work near as good. Kind of like me and you, Dave, when we get cold, we really don't want to <laughs> go know, either. Those automatic transmissions. And, you know, once we get inside and get warm, yeah, we're ready to go. And that's why I tell people, just crank it and let it sit there and run three or four minutes. Let it get everything flowing through, drop it in gear, and you're ready to go. You know, go in and, uh, you know, drink another half cup of coffee. Just make sure you got a key fob you can lock the door. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody run off. Well, unless it. you got it in your garage. Yeah. I, I opened the door up just a little bit. I've been told that it's not necessary to do that, but I'm not totally believing it yet. So I leave it just open yeah. a little bit. No, you need to open the door. Okay. Yeah, yeah. you need to open the door because those fumes can filter back through the wall and get into the house. Okay. So, you know, unless you got a plastic line, you know, they line the carport, you know, the garage with plastic before they put sheetrock on. Yeah. 
but I'd still open the door six, seven inches. That's all I do. Just, just to cover me. You're looking at it about like that was yeah. about eight inches. And your exhaust pipe is down close to that, so it's just going right on out. The thing is, is you just don't smell it like you used to. Yeah. Well, that's the problem with all this new stuff. They've got them cleaned up so much where they're burning so clean. I mean, you'll, you'll know when one's burning rich because it'll start you burning see. your eyes. You can smell yeah. it. Yeah, and you'll think, man, what's wrong with my car? And then the next thing you know, you need Cadillac converters, oxygen <laughs> sensors. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're exhaust smelling like rotten eggs. Yep. Mm. Not a good thing. Yeah, that's, when it's doing that, expensive. you need to get it checked. Yes. So well, you know how expensive Cadillac uh, converters yeah, are. Yeah, I do. Mm. Yeah, I, I had problems with that just because I had, uh, you know, I had a... a a fuel injector go bad and it just dumped the fuel into the, the system and the catalytic burns them up burn it all off it burns them up it yeah. just melts inside of them then you get a code for low uh, low efficiency on, you know on flow yeah and i you, just don't worry about it <laughs> <laughs> i just let the engine light be on yeah and uh, if it looks something else flickers or whatever then i'll take it to joe and say hey this flickered, check this. maybe something's happening yeah check this and check it all out i went out seen art last thursday Did i you think get your wife's car back yep how's it running i guess she ain't grabbed it so i guess it's running okay <laughs> mine, mine's running great they did a fantastic yeah, job she ain't, of putting she ain't gra- he's looking for a console her She's got a the console lid, and it's got a deal raised up where you oh, can ride on it. Yeah, where you okay, can ride. Yeah. Her mother raised it a little bit too far. Uh-huh. Uh, broke it's plastic. Broke the hinges yeah. off, and it's obsolete. You can't buy one no more. So RD, he said he's got me one found. I just ain't went back and picked it up. Yeah, my next thing I got to buy from RD is that antenna. Mm-hmm. That's my next thing, and then I'll be I'll be done until I repair that ding i put into it when i <laughs> scraped up against one of those yellow pillars out in the garage at the <laughs> at the, uh, the station uh, i forgot it was there i mean did I you talk bad you know, to yourself dave oh yeah <laughs> yeah yes if, if i go in and get it take i will take it back to guatney i know the guys at guatney they do a good job that's probably a two thousand dollar job mm. because it it dented the front quarter panel but it got it bent it a little bit around towards the front. Yeah. So it's all got to be taken mm. out. You, 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 RD might actually be able to find a quarter panel for you. It's a front fender, right front fender. Yeah. Not gonna, uh, yeah, but you probably can put a fender on cheap and you can mess around straighten it because it, yeah. it's got a basketball sized dent in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. He still might be able to. I can, yeah, yeah, maybe they can do that. And if they do it, I can get Guatney to put that on and yeah. prep it. And Don't and call me. It. I got a guy that does all mine there in Benton. Do you? Yeah, he 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 does a he painted my wife's Mustang from black to red. Oh, did a good job on it. I know he, that he tore it completely apart. Hmm. I, I, How much it cost you? Do you remember? It's thousands. Of we dollars. won't say. We won't <laughs> say. We're not going to say. That's just well. We kind of horse traded it out. Oh, okay, yeah. we're not going to say. To get a good paint job on a car is pretty bad expensive. Well, and he he and pulled the doors off like and color. stripped the doors. Mm-hmm. He pulled the hood off. He pulled the fenders off. I mean, he stripped it down. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. I was going to leave it black, and I was going to give it to her on our, for a 40th wedding anniversary because mm-hmm. yeah. it's a 40th anniversary Mustang, mm-hmm. and my youngest son let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> and so See, the, I don't want it black. I want it red. The, uh. Her words was, I'm not driving it black. Uh. I said, well, I might change the color. It's too expensive. So next thing I know, Chad's <laughs> calling me. He said, hey, I need you to come over. I need to look at something. 
Uh-uh. I go driving up over, and her car's sitting there, and I said, he gets in, open the glove compartment up, and, yeah, okay, this is color. And I said, what are we, what are we doing? He said, we're fixing to change that Mustang and just go to red. Uh-uh. I said, oh, no, we ain't doing that. It's too expensive. Me and your wife's got it worked out. All right. Okay, thank you. Mm. Was it candy apple? No, it's called uh, Crimson Red. Oh, that's red. On the new, on my you know, the color of my GMC pickup, that's what oh, color it is. Okay, mm-hmm. very nice. So, but it's she keeps it in the garage and even keeps it covered up in the garage. <laughs> I gotta think that with as cold as it is, painting. No, even if you're inside, there's probably some. Oh, you know the booth he's got. Yeah, does he got heaters in there? Oh, yeah, the big ones. Yeah, it's uh, looks like an easy bake oven inside. Basically, and it's got all the downdraft fans <laughs> that pulls it all away from yeah. it. And, uh, <clears throat> and he used to work for Hawker Jet. Yeah, you seen some of them Hawker Jets come out with oh, all yeah. them crazy paint jobs? Yeah, he did. That's it, what he did. Oh wow! And then he done body work on the side at home. And then when Hawker went out of business, he just opened up full time. And he showed me some pictures of two guys painting them airplanes. And it takes them all day long to paint them. Pretty amazing, though, what they can do with uh, oh yeah, with that. Okay, so we're going to take a break. We'll be back. We got the Dave Ellswick show. Ducks here, hearing some interesting stories today. We got, of course, uh, Paul Calvert here as well. You can watch us as well as listen to us on Facebook.com/slash Dave Ellswick Show. All right, let's get to uh, Jerry. He's from Saline County. Jerry, how are you? What's your question for Duck? Oh, I'm all right. Uh, have you got a firm date on that car show yet? It's the first Saturday in January. I mean, in June. Excuse me, Jerry. Okay, that's for June the first. Yeah, it's the okay. first Saturday in June. Is when it is. Is Do that what the date is? The first. Y'all know about that uh, car club get-together up at Conway? Yes, sir. On the, uh, February the 9th, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're all, we're me and Joe and Jerry and a bunch of us are going to show up to uh, give out our flyers. I don't remember if you were there you know. last year or not. <laughs> Joe, I, I wasn't there, but Joe was. But, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, we know about it. And, uh, like I say, we've got... Uh, flyers made out to give out to make sure you know that everybody knows when our date is okay are well, you gonna be there all I had. are you gonna be there jerry oh yeah i'm there every year all right i'll see you there then okay bye thank you mr jerry all right talk to you later jerry we appreciate your call appreciate that you want to be involved uh in this and that is june the first yes this saturday that's, that's the first saturday is it worked out perfect for us, didn't it? Yes, sir. It's uh, it uh, uh, that's where we used to always have it was the first Saturday in June after the the holiday. Yeah. The next Saturday, and so that's what I got to circle around June the first. So. All right. Well, cool. That's good. Okay. So let's go over a few things that you've talked about today. Plug up your diesel your pickups. Yes. Right. If it gets down around thirty five. And below, you need to plug them up. It just makes them run a whole lot better. Uh, it keeps the, keeps the water warm when you get in it and you drop the heater on. The heater's warm. It ain't hot, but it's warm. It'll it don't do keep it but like 140 degrees. But, uh, you know, it, it's you can kick it on. And, and another thing, too, Dave, if you don't have quite enough antifreeze in it when it gets bad low cold and you're driving down the interstate and it's already warm, it won't freeze. But if it's cold when you take off, it can freeze and bust. All right, let's take another call. What do you say? Go ahead. 
Yeah, Brandon is with us from Greenbrier. Hey, Brandon, how are you doing? What's your question for Duck? Doing good, guys. How are y'all doing? Good. Hey, um, I'm looking at possibly buying like a uh, Golf TDI. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, all these diesels are known for the longevity, but if you talk about like a diesel in a car versus a gas burner, is there a real advantage? Well, let me explain to you what's going to happen with with the with the Volkswagen. They they all have injector problem. It, I don't care if it's a Chevrolet, if it's a Ford, if it's a Dodge, if it's a Volkswagen, if it's Isuzu. They all run on high pressure fuel. They run on like thirty six thousand pound of fuel pressure. They all have injector problem. And usually at around a hundred to somewhere between one hundred twenty and one hundred thirty thousand miles, you'll start having starting problems. Uh, the pump will swarm on it, fill everything full of metal. So. If it's got a few, a lot of miles on it, be careful when you buy it. Find out all the information you can find out if they have putty injectors and stuff in it, because that little that little golf TW, those injectors are like nine hundred dollars a piece. Whoa! And you get them at one place, <laughs> Volkswagen. Oh, so I mean, are, will they still outlast a gas burner if, as long as you take good maintenance, uh, good maintenance on them? These cars, now these gas burner nowadays will run just as long as the diesel will. And, and what I tell people, a gas burner, you can get it serviced for $50, $60. That diesel uh, Volkswagen is going to run you somewhere around uh, 175 to $200 to get it serviced. Okay. So, and, and, but as far as the gas burner, it'll run just as long as that diesel will. Okay. All right. All right, man. Thank Appreciate you, sir. It. All right, appreciate the call. Thank you very much. Right, so, at this, so at this point, technology is advanced enough where it seems like it's it's kind of hard to justify a diesel in a car. Well, I have people come by my shop and walk in. I want to buy me a diesel pickup. Tell me what I need to buy. Well, I've heard this. Story. Why do you need a diesel pickup? <laughs> I, I, I got about 20 questions I asked, and if they can answer yes to I tell them, yeah, go buy you one. But most of them, well, what are you going to do with it? Well, I'm going to pull my four-wheeler trailer down to the deer woods. I've got a little small camper. I'll pull it to the lake. No, go buy your gas burner. <laughs> you know. yeah, it, it makes a difference having a diesel if, you get, if you're pulling a heavy trailer exactly. for a long time. And, and I have people that come in here, and they'll tell me what, you know, I'm fixing to buy me a three-axle fifth-wheel tra- Yeah, buy you a diesel. It, it makes a lot of difference. In but, there. you know, and in I try to explain problem. to people, buy you a gas burner because gas burner, you can get it serviced anywhere for about $65 now. Mm. A diesel, the service of diesel, change both fuel filters, the oil filter, you know, oil and grease it and check it and all over. You're looking at $250. They hold 14 quarts of oil. Yeah, I know. They're, and it's fully synthetic. All, all your new all diesels new are, fully, are fully synthetic. Full synthetic, wow. You know, and, and I tell people, you know, you got to weigh your left hand and your right hand to say, do I really need a diesel or not? Mm. And they got some Ford makes a, 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 a 6.2 Ford that a dude pretty well what, a, what a, a diesel will do now it won't hold up near as long as that diesel will on heavy pulling anyway yeah if, if you're pulling a heavy trailer but i tell them if they're pulling a heavy trailer they'll go buy you a diesel yeah a lot of it i, mean, I, I drive a diesel pickup even back and forth to here but uh, i have reason to pull a trailer from time to time yeah but and, and it's also i've got a 7.3 I, I think they're probably not having some of the same problems as some of the newer no it's a 7.3 works off of oil pressure a yeah, 7.3 and a 6.0 works off of oil pressure where a six four and 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 the the late the five nine the six the six seven Cummins and the six seven Fords and all them they work off a of high pressure fuel pressure. Oh really? So they're they're going back to it takes six thousand pounds to make them start fuel pressure. Wow. So they have a they have a hydraulic system that works off of off of fuel. They got what they call a C three a C four pump, mm-hmm. and it makes eighteen hundred and eighty eight pounds of fuel pressure, mm-hmm. and then it tells the computer I've got my fuel pressure. Turn my injectors on. 
Wow. And then it turned the rest of the pump on and pump make the 6,000 pounds and then light up and run. Wow. And so there's still hydraulic injectors that are electronically actuated? Yeah, they're electronically actuated. Wow. Yeah. They just run the fuel pressure. The electronic part, solenoid pops it open, lets the fuel in, shuts wow. it back off. Wow. So are they having a lot of trouble with these new engines? Oh, yes. Really? Not not the motors. Not the motors. The fuel systems. The fuel systems. All yeah. right. Wow. So can we just go back to some of these mechanical engines? No. <laughs> Those days have left you behind, Paul. Uh, and when one of them, when one of the C four pump fails, Dodge has a C four pump, Chevrolet has a C four pump, Ford has a C four pump. They're all the C four pump. They're they're made just a little bit different because mm-hmm. the lines come in out differently. Yeah. You're looking. I just done a Ford for the state of Arkansas it was ten grand to fix it. Oh wow. Chevrolet's mm, somewhere in the eleven thousand dollars. It's kind of sad as as technology advances. The engines get worse on the diesel trucks. The 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 problem is is our fuel. Oh, the low low sulfur. Well, not only that, it's nasty. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's that's our biggest problem. And people don't understand the change of fuel filter every time you service it. All right, we are out of time, guys. Thank you, Dave. I'll see you on uh, Saturday. You're in Saturday, yep. aren't you? Uh, I think Kenneth. we got a uh, new person coming in with me too. Yep. I'm going to have some people yeah. in there. I agree with you. All right. So All right. we'll see you on Saturday. I'll see That'll you then. wrap it up for our uh, car show for this week. And uh, we'll have Car Truck Doctors 9 o'clock <coughs> on Saturday. Out of time, let me get to the uh, news, and then I'll be back with the final hour. And Dorcas is here. <laughs> All right. Back with you. Dave Ellswick Show, final hour of a Wednesday show because it is, you know, hump day. Middle of weekday, over the hill day, closer to Friday than it was on Monday. Woo-woo. And it's a good thing. It's <laughs> a good thing. Uh, tonight will be your last night of kind of bitter cold. They're saying a low tonight of 19. But you're going to love this, Dorcas. On Monday. Mm-hmm. You know what the high is going to be? What? 74 degrees. Oh, mercy. I'm not ready for summer yet. <laughs> I just told you, I like the cold. Yeah, well, it, it's disappearing. It's going to disappear, just so you'll know. But anyway, uh, whether you're watching us on Facebook or just listening on 101.1, uh, this is uh, Dorcas from the Dorcas House. No, it's not named after her. I always say that because I know there's a lot of people who think that's the case. Uh, Dorcas was a historical biblical figure and it's uh, named after that Dorcas but and I'm named after her too and so. you're named after, <laughs> it yeah. is it is it's, it really is okay so I've got her here she she texted me and said that she would like to come on and would I let her come on and she knows that's a stupid question <laughs> anytime she calls you're sweet her ass she can come on and, and be on the Dave Ellswick show so you tell me uh, you got another thrift store. Open. Yes. Well, it, it, I mean, a resale shop. Okay. Resale, and, uh, yeah. Okay. Only because it's really, these are all high-end clothes. That's all All we carry there is high-end at Happy Gray um, Fashions and Furnishings, which are the two stores over in Sherwood that we already have at the Indian Head Shopping Center. And we're opening another one. This is so exciting. It's going to be called Happy Gray West. Okay. It used to be Haven. So it's at, um, I have the, it's at 14710 Cantrell. It's right by um, Fuller and Sons Hardware. 
Okay. That's most people know where that is. That's kind of just for everybody. Just if you remember where Izzy's used to be, mm-hmm. it's right there. It's mm-hmm. it's uh, over there by uh, what is it? Uh, Pizza Hut. Right. Exactly. And so it's going to be called Happy Gray West, and it'll be um, so all we send over there are really high end clothes and brand new clothes, and they're all for I mean really rock bottom. Prices. I mean, in general, prices run like $5 for pants, $4 for shirts. Uh, we will have a little boutique area in there that's really high-end stuff, but even that is marked like we usually sell it at like 90% off what you would wow. usually pay for it. That's and a break. So, yeah. So is, it's, is this men's and women's clothing? Um, this one is only women's. Okay. The one over in Sherwood is men. We just don't have enough room in this store. So it's only women's clothing. I'll bring my, my, I'll bring my woman over there. <laughs> you, you, you woman. <laughs> well, if you've ever been in any of our facilities, they are beautiful. I mean, honestly, we steam all the clothes before we put them on the floor. Is beautifully decorated. Um, it's beautifully displayed. I mean, it's gorgeous. And so this is. There's no exception on this one. We're so grateful um, that Haven had let us go ahead and take it over. And so we are very excited. The grand opening is Friday at um, 10 a.m. <laughs> like there's so many things going on at the Union Rescue Mission right now. It's hard to keep February it all February first. Yes, February 1st at 10 a.m., and that's the grand opening of Happy Gray West. Wow. And from then on, it will be um, our, our regular hours are Monday through Friday, 10 to 6, Saturday, 10 to 4. All right. And so go and visit. If you go to Little Rock Christian, if you go to Baptist Prep, if you live anywhere out there in West Little Rock, um, it's going to be kind of on your way. And then we also have another exciting thing. So I don't know if you knew that over in College Station, a, um, a former nursing home mm-hmm. was donated to us. Well, we have um, we are so excited because we have named this place Second Story. Okay. It's for veterans who the, their first story of their life has been one of service. Yes. And um, just being very selfless in protecting all of us and serving the country. And so we want their second story to be one of us serving them. Okay. And so this facility, um, it's all about um, just serving our veterans. That's what it, we want to do, extensive programming for our veterans. And that means everything from day treatment to classes to counseling to transitional housing, um, case management, all of that. All the things we give anyway, but really tweaked to what their unique needs are, okay. including supporting their families. So it has to be rezoned. Most people don't know, and I didn't know, that nursing homes are zoned multiple family dwellings. Okay. We need it to be commercial. All right. So um, the zoning committee meeting, we would love to have you support us. We are getting a little pushback, and so we are specifically asking anybody that would like to come and support us to come to City Hall tomorrow at 4 or at 3.30 if you want to get there a little bit early. But specifically, we're asking veterans to come in uniform just to show that you support us supporting veterans. Okay, now we're getting out on the radio, and you're watching this on, uh, of course, uh, my... uh, Facebook page. That was that hard. Yeah. That was hard. <laughs> I understand. I'm that age too. <laughs> so the bottom line is, uh, if you're seeing this, wherever you're at, if you're a, a vet, yes, not retired, a vet, yeah. You know, if you can still get in your uniform, uh, show up. If not, just show up and yes, speak as show a vet. Up. Yes. And speak, yes. Please sign up to speak so that you can support us. And um, there will be a time for that for anybody that's willing. And even just showing up and saying, hey, here we are. We're, we believe in what you guys are doing. Um, you know, all these, everything we this provide. This is stuff that we need. Yes, desperately. If you're a veteran, you know that. Yes. There's never enough housing for veterans. There's no, never there's enough not. services. There's not enough case management. And everything we provide to any of our clients is free of charge. And you know that, and so we we are excited. I mean, this this 
facility is going to be fantastic for that. We can't wait to get it remodeled and beautiful and the grounds done and start hiring and and bringing jobs to that community, bringing Mm -hmm. more life to that community, um, increasing their businesses because the people who will be coming out there even for day treatment. Um, So please, um, yeah, if you want to email me a letter of support, my email is dvangilstuck. You are missionlr.org. Okay. <laughs> if you go to the Union Rescue Mission site, you can find me. That's okay. pretty easy. My web, my um, email's on there, and I'll print it out, and we can give it to the the you know city planning committee. Okay. So, as do you want to get into who are trying to stop this? Really, just that community, people in that community. It's always uncomfortable when there's change, and we we know that. But there's been a lot of misinformation that people are saying that we're going to put a, a homeless shelter there. We're just going to do transient housing for the homeless, and we're like, we don't even do transient housing for the homeless yeah. at all anymore. Yeah. <laughs> right. Even if you did want to do that, it's private property. Even if, if why is it? Why is government? coming along and trying to make it illegal for people to be charitable on private property. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's it's citizens in that area that are trying to do well, it. Well, right. And right. somebody but said to me, I thought this was funny I mean, because they said, well, if you think about it, it's, you know, in Little Rock, what we're saying is we don't want it in our backyard. And they said, and they were talking about other things, you know, just, yeah, and they babies. said, well, they're in your, ba- they're in your backyard anyway. Mm-hmm. So you would want them to be treated in your backyard, not just out there in your backyard, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is kind of, I mean, it's true of my it's house true. in Pine Bluff, you know? And so we want all these people, the best thing for all of our communities is to have them, you know, be treated. And these are going to be people who want to be treated. If they're wanting to be treated, we want to help them. And that's our, the Union Rescue Mission's firm stance is if you want to improve, we want to help you improve. Right. If you don't care about improving, we, we're not here to serve you. <laughs> we're here to serve people who actually want their life to change. And we will go above and beyond to help you do that. Yeah, they're just going to bring the whole philosophy of the Dorcas House, basically, yes. to a facility to help veterans. Thank you. Exactly. Not, not, just, you know, not just anybody. Not just <laughs> any old homeless people or somebody probably sitting out on the road with a sign or something. Mm-hmm. We're talking about veterans that need a place to yes. come and get treatment. Come yes. on, folks. Yes. If you're a needy, shame on you. Yeah. And there's, I mean, some of these guys just like they have PTSD. They need to be treated for that. And that's a specific need. And we, I mean, we have two therapists, two licensed therapists on our staff right now. We have a, a licensed drug and alcohol counselor, and we, and we will increase those um, as we, you know, increase clients. And so, again, I mean, we're excited about what we, you know, I'd say all the time at Union Rescue Commission, it's the toughest job you can possibly imagine. But we see a lot of success stories. And those success and stories, the key. they're all over Arkansas. They're all over America. I hear from them constantly still. I mean, I've had people emailing me today that are former clients. So can I email you a letter of support? Because they're doing great. Mm-hmm. And they're successful. And they, you know, their life has been totally changed. And, um, I'm, of course, I'm telling them, absolutely. And feel free to show up. Okay, so listen to me right now. If you're watching my Facebook, share this segment. Mm-hmm. Share this segment so that we can get this message out to as many people as we can before Friday. Yes, and actually that's Thursday. Oh, Thursday. Yeah, Pardon. Thursday at, at 4. Tomorrow. Yes, that's tomorrow, the City Planning Committee. And so then, and yes, and Friday is the grand opening of Happy Grades. The reason I said it's a busy time. Yeah, good things happen. Yes, really good, good things. It's not every day that somebody comes up and says, yeah, we're closing down the uh, a rest home or something. Right. And we want to give it to you. Yes. Wow. It's incredible. And so yeah. we, we can see the potential and we're excited about the potential. And let me say to you about Happy Gray. 
all the money goes to the Dorcas house from all our happy grace. Good. So, I mean, that's it. And, and Is that working well for you? Oh, it's working fantastic. <laughs> I, I mean, that's why we're adding another one. We're good. like, whoo, this is. And, now, and you know what? The other thing, we're yeah. hiring our, our former clients. They graduate. They go through our workforce training and See, everything. That's great. And this they are so fantastic good. workers. Yeah. And I mean, and they love it. We love it. So you figured out a way to be self-sustaining. Yes, exactly. Because the more we to... can do that, and like people say, well, we don't really feel comfortable donating as much money as, but we'll donate clothes. And we're like, then we're going to find a way to turn those clothes into money sure. because we need to keep sure. the lights on. We got to pay the, the utilities. Absolutely. You know, we got to buy food. So, toilet paper. Yes. <laughs> toilet paper so toilet many paper times. Toilet paper is a huge... <laughs> I, I put out that call many a time yes, for you all. One of those things you can't live without. Yeah, you, you got that right. You cannot. Well, you could, but it makes yeah, it unpleasant. Yeah, you really don't want to. It makes it unpleasant. Not in a house full of women and children. Yes. So uh, this is really exciting because we've we've had several different stories here recently of people who are doing great things in the community, and it's coming round and really taking hold. Yes. And that's good. Yes. That's really good. I mean, we only opened our first Happy Gray two years ago. I remember when you did it. So we opened that two years ago. Last August, September, we opened our second Happy Gray. This Friday, we opened our third Happy Gray. That's cool. So we did clothing, you know, mid-women's children. Are you planning your fourth already? In the name of Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Anybody got a place that you think would be a good storefront, you let us know. You ready... You ready to hand it over or even, you know, cheap rent, whatever. Yeah. I mean, we are excited. And so, yeah, we, we are saying in the name of Jesus, it's going to be the Benton Bryant area next. Yeah, cool. And, um, I mean, we have the people that are so precious in, in donating these clothes. I don't, for those of you that don't know, I've spent a lot of hours sorting clothes while I'm doing supervision, while I'm training the staff, while I'm doing whatever I need to do. Um, so... Those clothes, I sort them, send all the high-end ones to our Happy Grays. They get steamed, put on the floor, sold, and we turn around and do it again. Wow. It's amazing. How many square foot is this new place? You know what? I don't know. Um, I, I hate to guess. I'm, I'm not good at that. Okay. <laughs> go out and see. Yes. Go out there and see. It's beautiful. It really is. And so, um, and we've been, you know, totally, it's totally new paint and, re, you know, how Keith and all our guys are such good carpentry skills, and so it's got the pallet walls just like the other Happy Gray and Gray paint, and it's it's just gorgeous. Well, it's going to be great. I know, you know, I would trust it just because you're involved in it. Mm-hmm. I got that high of an opinion. Oh, of you. thanks. You come on my show and you bring something. I know it's good for the community, and you're helping a lot of people. Thank you. It's, well, that's our desire. All right, let's take a quick break. We come back. We'll we're going to tell you all about this again. Don't forget about tomorrow. Uh, 3.30, 4 o'clock, they could use you in, in front of the zoning commission. Is that, yeah, is, that is it, it City is? Hall? Okay. Which is at 500 West Markham, and it's, yeah, it's the City Planning Commission. It'd be nice if they would have it during the time when people aren't at work. But, I know. But, you know, <laughs> they want you to show up and, you know, I guess lose a few moments of pay or whatever. But right. It's come worth doing PM. it. Yes, it's worth please. doing it. All right. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk more. Uh, Dorcas is with us from the Dorcas house from all of these, uh, what do you, 
something gray again. Happy just, gray. Thank you. I you was, make me happy when I skies are gray. Went, That's where you. it comes from. <laughs> I went out. I just totally lost my train make of thought. Make me happy, but happy gray. when skies are gray. She can there sing, too. That's great. <laughs> and uh, then this new facility that they're trying to get underway as well. There's a lot of things happening uh, with folks at the Dorcas House. And uh, we'll be back to talk about that and other things as we continue here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Okay, just uh, so you know, I've already had uh, several vets hit me on our uh, Facebook telling us they'll be there tomorrow. Yes. All right, so they'll be speaking. There'll be people there speaking for you. And uh, Wayne Beach is one of them, you know, who I'm talking about. Uh, I think so, Paul. yeah. yeah. I think he's, he'll, so he'll be he comes around. Well. Yeah, he comes around a lot. So uh, he'll be there. So I hope that you'll take time to be there as well. Again, Dorcas says around 4 o'clock. Get there early. That way you can sign in to speak and be ready to go and be at the front of the line, so to speak. And where is this at again? City Hall, which is at 500 West Markham. Okay. You'll need to make sure that you remember that, like, you have to go through a metal detector and, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. Okay. Do not um, take your handgun. No, do not take your handgun <laughs> with you. Um, and make sure you have identification, too. Some, I think sometimes when they have big events, they make everybody show their ID. Seriously? That's what I hired. I don't know. Oh, my. <laughs> I don't know. I always I have mine anyway. Can, can we... Maybe you didn't change cities. Yeah, I'm just saying. Uh, I'm going to tell you what. This is why I'm such a big backer. First of all, everything that uh, Dorcas has ever come on to my show about and said that they wanted to do with the Dorcas House or Union Mission or whatever, they've always followed through with it and they've done it. And number two, they take no tax dollars to that's, get it that's done. That's cool. I mean, I was just asking her about that during the break, and it's it's this is all private donations. Mm-hmm. That's correct. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why I support them as much as I can. So maybe, maybe now that we can understand more about why the city is getting in their way, it's a it's an actual charity program as yeah. opposed to this, maybe, these, I don't know. this government socialism garbage. That it's just, it's just people being nebies. That's uh, not in my neighborhood. That's what it stands for. Mm. And uh, it always happens... As Dorcas said, when there's any kind of change, the people don't call like Dorcas or somebody who's involved in it. Mm-hmm. They they hear from somebody who heard from somebody else mm-hmm. who heard firsthand from another person. <laughs> uh, that, A reliable source. That it's all going to be homeless people over there, mm-hmm. and, and they're going to have little pup tents and they're going to be out in front of them <laughs> yeah. you know it, it, you wouldn't that's believe how we, that's how we do at the mission yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that's I mean, have you seen our facilities they're beautiful mm-hmm. they really are they're all well kept all you know and one of the things i think is neat, a lot of people don't know this but many many times especially where our men are they go they specifically go out into the neighborhood around the nehemiah house they have mowed yards for elderly people raked yards um taken picked up trash mm-hmm. i mean all kinds of stuff because they want that neighborhood to know how loved and how loved they are and to be a blessing to the neighborhood. Cool. You know, our, our one of our um, missions, you know, rescue, rescue automotive is a new thing we're mm. doing too. We were donated to an automotive center. Wow, this so that's going to cool. be next. Yeah, it's right across the street, down behind the Day Resource Center for the homeless, right. Jericho Way. And so, one of the things we want to do is offer free maintenance to the elderly, to single moms, um, that type of thing. Uh, we want, again, even with College Station, we want them to feel loved. We want them. We want to be light in their community, and um, and to bring more health and um, to their community. That's our desire. The object is not to have as many homeless people. 
Amen. Ideally. So you've got a... You're setting up a an auto repair shop, mm-hmm. essentially. Yes. And where people can come and take their cars, and it's yes. donations only, essentially. The, it will be a a working auto place shop. as okay. far as uh, auto shop as far as people coming to get repairs. Right. Like, um, but at the same time, we want to also offer like free maintenance, like oil checks, you know, tune up, okay. tire rotation, everything like that. That doesn't cost. Yes. Doesn't actually cost money. Right. So those for things will be done for free cool. to the elderly, to single moms, low income, right. all that kind of thing. And some people may just come in. And get that service and then offer and drop a yes. donation off. To yeah, you. if they would like to. Cool. Yeah, sure. and then also that will be a way to train our men mm-hmm. to have a job. I mean, to have right. tools. Uh, so it'll actually be a, it'll actually be a, a functioning. Um, profitable auto shop yes again like yeah. you're saying self-sustaining right. we're trying to be right. more and as much as self-sustaining that's, that's, as possible that's the best form of charity is to actually have something that's self-sustaining you in so many cases we could actually be productive with these case with these programs if you will mm-hmm. instead of making it an all welfare system mm-hmm. and what would be great is that the people that are working there then get a self a, a feeling of self-worth yes. because they're doing something credible and something right. positive yeah. right and it's i mean I, I see this with my brother's kids sometimes he's got a, a little farm where they work and you can have small children being productive oh yeah and you don't and we don't have to turn people into leeches right. just because they've got some problems in their lives exactly and that's the thing that we started realizing when we were having the tra- just the transient lodge is that we begin to realize these people aren't changing and they have no reason to change yeah. we're enabling them to not change mm-hmm. and so you know if somebody's cold or somebody's hungry and they come to the doors of one of our facilities, absolutely we're going to take you in. But if you want to stay more than a night or so, like we expect you to, to sign on to like, I'm going to, I'm ready to change my life. I'm jumping in. in. And let me tell you something that's so cool. We were hoping that the men would be motivated to really say, yes, I want to do this. And we, we thought it might work. It, we thought it would take a while. It happened immediately. Mm. We went from having like 12 or 13 guys in the program to 30 guys in the program. Wow. And they are doing fantastic. This is the automotive shop? No, this is the Nehemiah House. Oh, this is the Nehemiah House. Yeah. I'll have her explain all this to you when we come back. Everybody (laughs) needs to know. We need a a primer again. We'll do that. We'll also tell you about Happy Gray West when we get back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. But right now, let's get to the news. Got to bring you up to date on what might be happening that's positive in the world. Let's do that now here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, let's get back to the last half hour of today's broadcast. Don't forget tomorrow. Uh, first hour, last hour, J.R. Davis, governor spokesman. I'm sure we'll talk about uh, uh, the governor's tax plan. He had a big news conference about it today. Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the transformative thing that he's got going about state government. There's been kind of interesting sticky points about that. So we'll want to look at, uh, at that as well. Uh, also tomorrow, uh, I think uh, Arkansas, let's see, the, uh, the health people are coming in to talk about uh, all the different uh, uh, programs they have for different uh, Diseases and things that they have going on. We'll be talking about that tomorrow as well. So a lot of things tomorrow. I think Robert Steinbach might stop by, talk a little bit about the free speech legislation and how it's moving along. And you know how interested in that I am as well. Dorcas is with us right now from the Dorcas House, from the Union Mission, to be honest with you, for both Jeremiah and... Nehemiah. Uh, uh, Nehemiah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> They're both in the Old Are Testament. They, they're, buying, they're building walls. <laughs> That's right. Anyway, back, back to talk walls. about 
<laughs> talk to, Don't even get me started okay, on that. Going about that. Anyway, let's let's talk. You know, uh, it was funny because Paul was asking some general questions, and I it made me think that there's people who listen to the show all the time, maybe never heard when you were on, and don't understand what exactly over at Union Rescue you guys are doing. So let me just give you a few moments to sit and talk about what's going down. Absolutely. Well, let me tell you this. The Dorcas House provides um, safe housing. We provide classes, counseling, transportation, clothing, hygiene products, co-pays on medication, um, support groups, workforce preparedness, budgeting, and a whole lot more to women and children who are trapped in domestic violence, human trafficking, and various addictions. How about human trafficking? How much has that increased over the last few years? Um, it's, I mean, for us, it's increased um, probably more than most people would see it. But um, we, we started actively receiving those clients. And, like, we work with PATH, where PATH um, sends them to us Good a people. lot of times. Yes, we love PATH. And um, so we, you know, a lot of these women um, have a lot of physical and emotional Scars. Um, a lot of the children do also. Yeah. This has been, you know, they've been in violent places. We offer these same services to men. So the Nehemiah House is for our men clients. Um, it's all of these are nine to twelve month programs that that are very intensive. Um, so our clients don't work while they're in the program. They live in our facilities, and we provide everything they need at no charge. And so. Um, I mean, they get they get groups called like um, childhood sexual abuse um, recovery, men and women. They mm-hmm. you know that's offered to them. Um, the you know Christian twelve steps, domestic violence recovery, anger management, and coping skills, um, on and on. And so these are these are some tough groups that they go through, and they and they go through. They have counseling every week with licensed therapists and um, like and, you, yeah, like me, right. <laughs> and and interns who work under me who are finishing their masters in psychology and counseling. And so these, we, you know, again, we transport them to anywhere they need to go. We, we provide their clothing. We provide everything. And so what we, we've done this for many, many years and, and we've done it really successfully. I mean, we don't always have success, but our, our success rate is way above the national average. And so we have a lot of success stories. It's a tough, you know, cause we also deal with a lot of mental illness. Yeah. And so we, we deal with all that. We work um, hand in hand with Little Rock, um, Sorry, Little Rock Community Mental Health, <laughs> Drew Blank. And so what what we want to do with this property that's been donated in College Station is provide these same type of services to veterans, except uniquely in a way that veterans need them. There's mm-hmm. a lot of unique needs that veterans have. Um, like I was saying before, they have PTSD. A lot of them have PTSD. A lot of them need case management. Um, you know, uh, we want to work with the VA in being able to to help them get the resources that, that are provided for them and their that they're supposed to be able to get. But if you are not familiar um, with the veteran community and how much this is needed, you know, our, our president and CEO of the Union Rescue Commission is a retired veteran. Keith Medlock. And so he is passionate about this. I'm passionate about it. Uh, my father was World War, World War II veteran, um, Purple Heart. Um, I have tons of nieces and nephews who are, who are active now or have or are veterans. And, you know, I have like a million nieces and nephews. There's te- technically there's 63, but there's she a, has a big family. <laughs> yes. <laughs> over 200 great grandchildren so far. Um, and so 
this is something we want to provide for them. And so the, the people in the community, I think, are, are worried about, you know, the change. And so we're getting some pushback from that. And, there, and like I said, there's a lot of misinformation. So we're, now, Some of the people that are pushing back, have you all talked to them and now they're understanding a little bit more? No. So far, when we had one meeting, I wasn't there. Um, our president CEO went. Um, there were a few people that came to him afterward and did say, like, when you guys open, are you going to be offering jobs? And he said, absolutely. I mean, we do. Yeah. And so, um, but by and large, the people who are um, riled yeah. <laughs> are sticking to the story that we are going to bring homeless. Just it's going to be a transient lodge for homeless. And I mean, our, our president CEO has said repeatedly, we are not going to do that. That's not what we're going to do. You don't we don't do it anywhere no, else. We Why don't do it anywhere, do it <laughs> right? We're certainly not going to do something there that we're not doing anyway. But, um, but yeah, I mean, because we've even said specifically, we feel like for us that didn't work. We want we our thing is all about people who want to go forward, people who want change, and people who need help. And so that's what we provide want to provide for the veterans now. And so we want to be able to provide. And that, like what's like I said, it's called second story because we want their second story of their life. First story was selfless service to the, to us, right? Um, the citizens of the United States and the way that they protected and served us, and so we want their second story to be one of us serving them and bringing hope and and you know a bright future to them. And so we want to do all the same thing for them, uh, and including even if veterans don't need the housing, we want to do day treatment for them. If they just need to come in for case management, that's fine. If their family needs support. That's fine. We want to do that for their families. Mm-hmm. Um, even sometimes, um, even if it's active military and they um, they get deployed and their family's here, again, we want to provide services for, to them in any way that we possibly can. That's good stuff. Doing so great. that is 4 oh. o'clock tomorrow yeah. at uh, City Hall, and we're asking specifically for veterans to come We'd love for you to show up in uniform. If you don't have one anymore or yours no longer fits, just come. We love veterans. We want you to be there and just show your support for what our plans are for that place because we need to get it rezoned from multiple family dwellings, nursing home, to um, be able to do it commercial. And so that's 4 o'clock at City Hall tomorrow, Thursday. Right. We need you to show up tomorrow. If you're a vet, need you to show up. Or if you love vets. Just, yeah. Just, you know, <laughs> do us a favor and show up for uh, just a few moments. You know oh have to be there a long time or maybe right. if you just like property rights yes <laughs> or, or maybe if, <laughs> if you want to just send a uh, an email yes. to dorcas uh, they'll hand those off as yes, well yes yes we and will provide those let's give me that uh, that address my again. email address is my it's d van gilst so it's d v a n g i l s t and that's at u r mission l r Org. If you go to our website, you just you can just Google Union Rescue Mission Little Rock. You'll see our website, and you can find my email address on there. Okay, lr.org. Dot org. Mm-hmm. Okay. You are mission lr.org, and so I've already had quite a few. I think I've gotten twenty of them today, twenty letters today. Okay. And so we're going to print all of those. And so if you can't make them. it, make sure you send uh, you know an email at yes, least. Yes. I'll do that when I get home tonight. Thank you. And then Friday, Friday okay. is the grand yes. opening for Happy Gray Happy West. Happy Gray West, and yeah. it's. For you who know anything about Cantrell, it's over by where Pizza Hut is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I don't know if it's in the same spot that uh, I think Izzy's, it's right beside or right somewhere. beside mm-hmm. where Izzy's used to be back in the back on the left hand side. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure that uh, my wife gets over there and takes yes. some 
money yes. and uh, picks Beautiful up some clothes. clothes. Yeah. I was out there helping today. We were putting, you know, steaming them, putting them on the rack, you know, sizing them. And so it's beautifully displayed. It's a beautiful store. The, the clothes are high end or brand new. And, and gen- I think our pants are generally all $5 and the tops are all $4. Um, even we have beautiful prom dresses. They'll all be $20. Um, some of them still, a lot of them still have the tags on them. Wow. That, that's the stuff that amazes me. Yes. I mean, they're gorgeous. Absolutely brand new. Yes, we have lots of brand new out there wow, right now. Wow. And so come out there. That's Happy Grace. All the money goes to the Dorcas House. It's been such a blessing to us. And um, and so come out. That's at 10 o'clock is a ribbon cutting, but we will be open all day from 10 to 5. And then um, and then from then on, our regular store hours Saturdays are 10 to 4. Monday through Friday is 10 to 6. And so we'll be open um, out there. At, that'll, that's called Happy Gray West. Happy and again, that Gray. name comes from the song about you are my sunshine my only sunshine you make me happy when skies are gray because our clients come in with gray skies correct and um so they leave with blue skies yeah so we were here to make their happy uh bring happy to their gray all right we got (laughs) to get a break in our final break of uh the show today when we come back we'll wrap it up with dorcas and uh i'm going to ask her a question i haven't asked her before this will be this will be because i think it's probably happens uh we're talking about uh, dorcas house we're talking about happy gray we're talking about all things important to people who uh, run into a, a, a rough patch yeah. in their life yeah we'll, uh, we'll talk help. when we come back here on the dave ellswick show more in a moment all right final segment dorcas is here how fast this hour goes it does it just flies by when you yeah, come. yeah i love it i learn something new from you <laughs> all the time I learned the answer to my question during the break because she looked at me with this fear look in her eyes. Like, what are you going to ask me? Uh, it's simple. I mean, somebody who has had upheaval in their life, yeah. they come into your program. They, let's say they've been there for 12 months. Mm-hmm. i got to say probably at about the 10-month period, suddenly they know this is coming to an end. And I would think they get nervous. Yeah, I would say it's more like six or seven. Okay. Because they just start being like, yeah, that, I mean, like, this is going to change. They get very nervous about graduation. But one of the things that's um, also different about the Union Rescue Mission is even when you graduate, we don't we don't want you to leave. And the reason is we you have more success if you stay somewhat accountable. And so we encourage them to either, when they graduate, to enter either our work program mm-hmm. or our education program. Work is you're going to go to get a job. Um, you start, you know, you're on a budget. You save. We do a budget with you every month. You still go to meetings. You know, there's things like that. Um, and now, the then, judge have a time that the person got to go out on their own. You got, you know, oh, like yeah. the little birdie. But this is know? like one foot out. You know what I mean? This yeah, is one foot out of the that. nest because they're going to work. You know, they're taking right. their cell phone with them and they're coming back from work. And Or um, if they want to go in the education program, then they they just go back to school of any type, any kind of trade school, college. I, we've had people finish their bachelor's and master's. And, again, they can live with us while they do that so then they have the money to finish their education. We want them to become independent and really successful. And so we don't – it's not just an extended, you know, you can live here forever by any means. We always right. – we have them, when they graduate, they do an exit plan. So their exit plan might be after they do the work program. Um, but we have a timetable on that, and we all ha- we have a strategy, an ongoing strategy of how they're going to be able to move out and become independent. Well, that's part of it, isn't it, is, is learning how to do that kind yes. of stuff. Yes, yes. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many millennials I talk to yes. that have not a clue yeah. about what they – not only not what they want to do, but how to do what they want to do. Yeah. I, 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 it kind of makes me think about some of the stuff. It's, 
there's a lot of people that they would benefit from a lot of guidance in their lives. And mm-hmm. it, it sounds like you have some opportunities here with your like with your automotive shop. Mm-hmm. Maybe more things like that that are self-sustaining and Agreed. perhaps even profit, profitable that can maybe help subsidize some of the other programs that you have. Yes. That seems like something that, you know, if, if you've got some people that are willing to, to help kind of manage those things, mm-hmm. then maybe this is a much better approach because, you know, sometimes you have people that kind of need some extra guidance in their lives. Mm-hmm. And if, some of y'all are willing to provide that to them. Right. And some of these, like, like an automotive shop or something of that nature. Yeah, that or the is, Happy Grace stores. That is, that yeah. is an actual productive um, model, right. a business, actually. Right. Maybe this is the, the, a much better approach than these. So, so many government programs are right. just stupid. They're not, they're not self-sustaining. Yeah. And they, they're, they end up producing bad people in many cases. Right. I had somebody recently who is in a very, very, very influential family in, in here in Little Rock and does a lot of activity here in the Capitol. I'll just leave it at that. But she graduated from one of our programs. And she told me recently, wow. she said, um, Dorcas, I just want you to know, I, I always tell my parents, I wish all my friends had to go through the Dorcas house because we just learn to be better people. Like mm-hmm. we communicate better. We learn, learn how to not gossip, how to not, you know, backstab and how to be, how to manage conflict. We don't have parents being good parents in this country in so many cases and so we end up having to fix people because the, mm-hmm. the, their social environment because while they're, they're growing broken. up. Right. right. And then there's people who had good parents and just didn't listen to them and sometimes they can hear me when they can't hear their parents and I'm and like, well yeah, the well truth. they don't love me like they love you. So when I say it, they're just hearing it at face value, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's kind of like doing marriage counseling. Obviously I can say things that the spouse can't say because I'm like, well they don't love me so you're it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I, I say it and they go, wow. Yeah. Well, I'll let you know. I'm, I'm going to send my wife over to uh, Happy Gray West yes. and let her check it out over there. That's going to be on Friday. Yep, Friday so we'll at 10 a.m. is the ribbon cutting. and do her thing. Yep. And, uh, how, I mean, That's are, you, are, you, are you all packed to the gills? Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, yeah. You're I ready mean, for everybody oh, that's ready. going to show up it, now? Yeah, it's gorgeous. The hundreds of people that yeah, are standing up? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> when I think about that, I think of the old movie with Jerry Lewis with Who's Minding the Store. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. When they had the clothing sale uh-huh. and he's at the doors and there's all these rabbit women ready to come into the door. <laughs> well, I will tell you, last week at the Happy Gray over in Sherwood, we had a dollar sale. So every Uh-oh. bit of the clothes was a dollar because oh, we, wow. we needed to move some inventory out right. to put more. And they made $800 in one day. Wow. Yeah, just Fantastic. just on that. I mean, they ended up having it several days, but they were like, we moved some inventory that good. day. <laughs> so, That's good. You, yeah, it's fantastic. You can do that like every quarter. Yeah, or we something. do. We do. Every time we're ready to move the seasonal or do we just have too much or whatever, we're like, because, you know, people clean out their clothes during Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yes, and they so do. We, I had two and semi-trailers. Ju- and just before tax time. Yes. I had two <laughs> semi-trailer oh. fulls ready for me to sort wow. as soon as Christmas is over. Wow. Holy yes. cow. So I mean, we and it was beautiful clothes. I mean, it wasn't junk. It was gorgeous. So yeah, a lot of sort. So this is your 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 quality level is probably similar to a consignment shop. Um, Actually, um, it's higher. Oh really? Wow. Yeah, because we don't do anything that's low. We don't do anything low end. Like I tell people, the lowest end we have is like Old Navy. I mean, it's it's going to be Gap. It's going to be anything you could buy at Dillard's, Macy's, Nordstrom's, Belk's. I mean, that's what we carry. Did you hear when she's talking about the prom dresses? They still have tags a lot, on them. Yeah, a lot of so, prom dresses so, still have tags. So if it was a men's store, it might be stuff that uh, it might be above my class. 
<laughs> well, men, we have to go a little lower class because, first of all, men don't, don't clean th- out their clothes. Right. We don't throw stuff away. No, I'm I mean, like, my wife always I get it, and I'm like, come on, y'all, donate it before it's really you know, worn, I, I before it's which, worn I out. I don't know which T-shirt I have on right now, but there's a good chance there's holes in it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I <gotcha>. understand. <laughs> and, right. But we do have some, I mean, we have, um, you know, North Face coats and yeah. jackets. We have um, Columbia. I mean, mm-hmm. we do. And so yeah. it's available out there at our men's. Feel free to go out there and shop. It's good okay. stuff. Keep in mind as well that uh, Dorcas wants you to send her an email. Yes. Do it tonight. Yes, Don't please. Don't wait. Do it tonight. Give them uh, exactly what you need them to say and and where they need to send it to. Yeah, basically that you're just letting the Little Rock um, Planning Commission know that you support us in getting the zoning changed out there in College Station. It's uh, um, on Franklin Street to be able to serve veterans. And so if you'll send that to me at dvangilst at urmissionlr.org or show up tomorrow at at City Hall at at 4, and I would so appreciate it. And then, of course, with a happy gray opening on on Friday at 10. And then last thing is I want to say we do need children's clothes donated between ages about 2 and 12 those sizes because we we sell those so fast we can't keep the racks full out of happy day so that's a that if you have clothes to donate please do and you can bring them right to the dorcas house or take them to any of our happy gray locations all right dorcas until next time you have a great evening thank and, you uh, god bless you for you all guys the good things that gift. you guys do and then uh, make sure you go to uh, you know happy gray west on Friday opens at 10 a.m. Be there probably at 9:30 to be first in line. Cool. So, Amen. So where is this men's store? The, or it's the at, location where it's, they have men's. It's in the uh, in Sherwood in the Sherwood. Indian Head Shopping Center, right uh-huh. across from Shotgun Dance on, on East Keel. Uh huh. Oh. Yep. And you know you can go visit it and then go and next across door the street is the and furn- have pizza. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and the other Happy Gray um, too is is all furniture. I mean, it's beautiful too. Furniture cool. decor. You can get dishes. You can get. I mean, bedding. And I will be sending my daughter when they finally move out yes, of my house. That's right. And get their own apartment. Yes. <laughs> no, I mean, it's got some nice off. furniture out there. Yeah. It's okay. really. We appreciate cool. you, Dorcas. Yes, Thanks so absolutely. much. Tomorrow, J.R. Davis will join us in the first hour and the last hour. We're going to have the folks from uh, Applied Science with us uh, to talk about all their studies they go they got going on. I'm not sure what's going to come up at 3 o'clock, but being here in the Capitol, it'll be something good. I'll see you tomorrow, 2 o'clock, here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.